Welcome back to We Hate Sports episode 5, back once again, and yeah, it's been a wonderful weekend of football once again. Uh, I'm PC, aka Cameron. Joining us on the cast this week, we have TK, my fellow co-hosts, uh, Space, Tolu, John, Trey, and CC. I think I mentioned, I'm not sure, I have a, sh- I have a bad memory. I have a really shitty memory, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's just jump right into it, boys, uh, starting with um, NBA. And last week, we finally saw it happen. James Harden, he finally got traded. It was either going to be to the Sixers or the Nets and ended up being Brooklyn. And it was a wild blockbuster trade with four teams involved. And um, ultimately, in the first game that we saw with Harden and Durant, Durant went off for 42, Harden went off for 30, and an impressive win for Brooklyn on Saturday night. Triple now double. we just have to wait with the triple-double. Triple double. Uh, so now we just have to wait uh, for Irving to hop along. So first question I have for all of you, can the trio of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant maintain this level of success? TK, I'll start with you. Um, That's a very tough question to answer, first of all, because um, I think – we can't really answer that question until we see the addition of Kyrie. So um, I'm just going to base my answer off of what I saw from um, James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant. That shit was fucking amazing, bro. Um, I think Kevin, I think uh, James Harden said, I think he was the first player to ever get a triple double in his debut game. Um, he looked about 25 pounds lighter. I'm not sure how he lost. 25 pounds two weeks. I'm surprised that's actually, that the NBA is not actually investigating that, but I think with everything that's going on in the NBA and all the bullshit that's been going on, I doubt that they even will waste their time with it. It'll just be another setback from all the setbacks that we're kind of having this year. But um, I'm going to assume that Kyrie's officially brought in because, again, another coincidence is Kyrie all of a sudden has decided to now come back to the team after James Harden was signed. So I'm kind of thinking this was a whole big theory that they all had planned together. And I do believe that the big three can work. Buying or or should I say depending on – it's going to really depend on Kyrie. I'm not worried about James Harden and Kevin Durant at all. Those two guys, they can play together. That's going to be one of the best uh, duo in the NBA. I'm not worried about that at all. What I'm worried about is where is Kyrie's mindset? Is he actually ready to play basketball? And is he not going to fuck his organization over again? But so I, I guess I guess my answer would be yes. I do think the trio could work out. Trey? Uh, yeah. I would say I agree with TK. Have to wait and see all three of them play together. I think that they'll be able to pull it off. Still fuck them, don't like them, go Celtics. But <laughs> yeah, watching KD and James Harden play, it was like I was in 2013 again. Fucking back on the days when he was on the Thunder, they look real good. Uh, CC, go ahead. Um, I feel like it's gonna be like good for them, but like everybody else is saying, um, I feel like Kyrie's gonna be the wild card because Kyrie's moody, the most moodiest one on the team. Like, I think he's going to have the most trouble sacrificing because he could go get his own shot, and he really doesn't like playing off the ball, from what I see. Uh, Tolu, go ahead. Yeah, um, 
I think the Harden and Durant duo was pretty nasty. Um, I think by them, that them playing together by themselves, they can easily they can make to the finals. But it all depends what Kyrie's mindset is. But if I were the Brooklyn Nets, I I would I would people are gonna hail on me for this, but I would trade for I would trade Kyrie Irving, trade Kyrie Irving, wow. get some more pieces. Get three and D players because their their defense is terrible. Like they can't stop anybody. I would trade Kyrie. Get like another center maybe because they traded Allen. That was a big Allen is a big piece to that team. They traded mm-hmm. Allen. Um, but I would trade if I were them. I would trade Kyrie Irving to get more pieces because they can build around Harden and Durant are enough. Because Harden, Harden and Durant by themselves can make it to the finals. They just need pieces around them. Uh, like and Harden and Durant have, they they got history. They have they, they their history goes way back to their OKC days. So they, their chemistry is they're basically brothers. So I would if I were if I were the Nets, I would trade Kyrie Irving and build peace and build and build a defensive team around those two guys, Harden and Durant. That's just me. Space, go ahead. For them to uh, mesh, I feel like it's going to be Kyrie. That's going to be like the harder part to buy in, but I feel like he'll eventually buy in, only to sacrifice maybe four or five shots of difference. But I feel like it'll work out towards the end, and and hopefully they can get to the finals. But it's not going to be a walk in the park, especially if they have no type of defense. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention, like, with that trade for Harden, the biggest thing that the Nets sacrifice. There are two big things that the Nets sacrifice in trading for Harden. They sacrifice defense because who on that team is going to guard now? And secondly, they sacrifice Kyrie's trust. I mean, even before they traded for James Harden, you know, Kyrie Irving, he was on board with the signing of Steve Nash as head coach. That was KD's thing. And now this thing with with Harden, Kyrie never wanted Harden, KD wanted Harden. And this, his organization that he decided to go to, to go back to his hometown and play, telling him that we are going in the direction of someone else. We are trusting someone else with the future of this organization to help win championships. So for Kyrie, I, 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 you know, like to call him a, you know, a diva a lot. We, we usually get on Kyrie a lot for, you know, having, you know, a mindset, what kind of mindset is he in and, you know, how is he going to react to, you know, on certain days, he's going to have like a, a headache and not want to play on a certain, you know, game or, you know, if he's just not in the mood to play on a certain game, you know, it, it's, I think it's warranted or, or even a little bit justified, I would feel, you know, with, with how this Harden situation has turned out. For James Harden, you know, I'm glad that he's happy. You know, he's, he's finally somewhere where he can, you know, be with his, you know, with his brother, as you said, so like with KD and, you know, try to win a championship together. But he sacrificed Kyrie's happiness for his own. And I, I just, as a Sixers fan, I I want to see more of this Kyrie situation develop. Um, I'm kind of hoping that it becomes a little bit more toxic with the team just so he can mess up the chemistry there. You know, that's just me as a Sixers fan. That's my biased opinion. But uh, from a completely unbiased opinion, um, I think in terms of success, like that trio 
it can work, but I just don't know who would be willing to sacrifice. Of course, James would be willing to sacrifice, but now it's Kyrie. Is he going to be willing to sacrifice himself? If not, you know, what does the organization do from there? How they react to that, you know, possible reaction. So I, I don't know. Like we said, we haven't even seen the trio yet. Um, it's all up in you know the air right now. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, PC, I noticed something. Well, two things, or maybe three. I don't know. First of all, um, Kyrie's not coming. To the Sixers, bro. So no, no. If, if, if I, that's I don't, what you were trying to like, no, 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 no. no. I, I, right, I, I don't Kyrie at, at all. All right, no. all right. Secondly, just um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Kyrie and Kevin Durant were both trying to get James Harden to Brooklyn. I believe they were practicing together over the summer. CC, am I right, bro? They were practicing together like over the summer and shit, right? I think so. Yeah, so so Kyrie was, Kyrie was pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyrie was in on it too. Yeah, Kyrie was. He was in on it, but he wasn't like confident in. He wasn't confident. There were reports of him just like not outright not wanting to trade for him. And honestly, like they the Nets gave up a lot for Harden. They gave up Allen, gave up Levert. Yeah, I just like a huge thing. A lot of first rounders. I personally think Kyrie might have been so against it because. Remember the first time we the first time around we were hearing those trade rumors, Kyrie was part of the trade rumors. You feel me? So Kyrie right. probably didn't want James Harden because Kyrie was assuming that if James Harden gets here, I'm out. And that's not what he wanted. Now that James mm-hmm. Harden, now that Kyrie didn't have to get traded and he got what he wanted. I mean, like like we like like we all said, bro, we're really gonna have to just see how Kyrie we just really need to get Kyrie back on the court and see what it looks like, bro. Because James Harden and Kevin Durant, we know that's gonna work out. That's gonna right. be a top three. That's gonna be a top three team in the East, one hundred percent, bro. So we just need to see what it looks like with Kyrie, because Kyrie's either gonna be a part of that team or Kyrie's gonna be traded this year. It's gonna be one or the other, bro. But they're not gonna do anything to fuck up the bond between Kevin Durant and 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 James Harden, bro. Your number one priority is to make Kevin Durant happy. Kyrie is number two, bro. And that's no, like, who do you even trade? Who who even wants to trade for Kyrie at this point, bro? I don't even know if a team would even put their hand in that bucket. You know, there was a point in time where I would take Kyrie back, but we got Peyton Pritchard, a.k.a. the professor, the white goat. That's my name. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're not. So, yeah. So, with that, with that, we're going to turn to the second All right, guys. So, yesterday, we had a great game. Minus kind of a sad game, I guess, if you're a Saints fan. I want to know... With it possibly being Drew Brees' last game last night, where does Drew Brees rank all time among QBs for you guys? Let's start with I wanna go I wanna start with PC. So this one's a I've been thinking about this one. This one's kinda tough because we don't really consider like Drew Brees among like the all time like elite quarterbacks alongside like Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady and all of them. Like Drew Brees thing kinda kinda gets like forgotten but like he's the all-time leader in passing yards i believe he's up there in all-time passing touchdowns too um i think i could say drew Brees is the top five quarterback all time like like and you know that's like i don't know it's it's kind of a i know he has that one ring you know and, and that'll like and that'll like haunt him for the rest of his you know his life but 
um, with the records, with what he's been able to accomplish, you know, to have winning seasons. I can't remember the last time New Orleans even had a losing season. Um, I I don't know. It, it's a. I think that Drew Brees, he can be. He's definitely for me borderline top five. I don't know about I don't know about top five, but definitely borderline top five for me. I I wouldn't put him top five. Like no, he's not top five. No, not at all. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. This is this is a difficult question. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna disrespect him. I mean, he's done so much for that. He's the only reason the Saints were relevant these couple of years. So it's just like, I would love to hear CC's answer. Go ahead, CC. Um, respectfully, top ten. Disrespectfully, top fifteen. That's borderline. Yeah, yeah. borderline so, top fifteen. Okay. But I can accept that. Top 10. Go ahead, John. I'm going to say top. I'll say top 10, pushing maybe top 8. They're trying to 7 to 10 range. I mean, obviously the stats are there. Can't dispute the stats. The one, the one Super Bowl range, so I mean, it's not much, but he's, yeah, stats wise, he's top 8. For me, but obviously the one Super Bowl running pulls him back. Uh, for me, I put him at seven right now. Put him at seven because he does have a lot of records he holds and does have the stats. And the only thing that's keeping him in the top ten for me is probably his Super Bowl ring because, man, his passing stats like overall past few years not so good. Space. I would say he's top five. That's why it proves it. Just because you don't have more Super Bowls doesn't mean you're not a good quarterback. It's a team sport. If you don't have an above average defense or at least an average defense but a prolific offense, you're not winning a ring. So I've He's definitely a top five quarterback. There's no if, ands, or but about that. Like the numbers prove it. He took wow. that Saints team from a bunch of nobodies to made them relevant every year. And you can't take that away from him at all. For sure. That is true. Yeah, I I guess that plays into like my point, like of him being like top five. Like before Drew Brees went to New Orleans, like, the Saints were, they were a nobody team. Like, nobody even, like, considered New Orleans, like, a good team. I don't even remember the starting quarterback for New Orleans before Drew Brees was there, which is insane. Was that Aaron Brooks? Was that Drew Brees or was that Sean Payton, though? Was that Drew Brees or was that Sean Payton? Let's let's ask ourselves that. Was Sean Payton before Drew Brees got Uh, there? Because you guys oh. do rem- you guys do remember that Drew Brees played for the Chargers, right? Yeah. He wasn't terrible, but they they he were not bold. 13 and 3, 11 and 5, 13 and 6, 14 yes, they and were. 2. They yes, were they were like they were solid. They were solid. They were solid. So wins every year. And he broke his shoulder. No, he dislocated his shoulder. And that's why they traded him for Philip Rivers to go with a younger guy instead of an older dude with a with a fucked up shoulder. 
hence the reason why in the last few years his career numbers tend to dip. Drew Brees getting traded to the Saints was the best thing that could ever happen in his career. But um, I'm going to answer the question For real sure. quick. So I wrote a list, bro, like a little list. And, like, it starts with Brady and Rodgers. Can we all agree with that? Brady and Rodgers are like – Brady you better yeah. be one, my nigga. And then but, – but hear me out, guys. So then I jump to a second bracket. And then I, I have Marino. I have Young. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember Cunningham that played for the Eagles. Probably the best quarterback. Yeah, probably the best mobile quarterback. You're playing him top five? I mean, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say he's a top five. I'm just saying quarterbacks that I would put above Breeze. I'm not saying they're necessarily a top five. I'm just saying, PC, you are smoking some very, very good weed to have him in your (laughs) top five is basically what I'm getting at. Because... Mm. I think it's disrespectful to not have him in your top 10. Breeze is in my top 10, of course, bro. Like, I think we're us all being around the same age, we saw we didn't see the Marinos and the Steve Youngs. We didn't see those guys. So we only can go by what we saw. And Drew Brees is one of the most well, the Steve most Young. accurate quarterback I have ever seen in my fucking life, bro. Like it's crazy. So I think he's you definitely have to put him in your top 10. But I think if you guys were to all take a pen and paper right now and just start writing quarterbacks off the top of your head, Breeze would not be Breeze probably wouldn't be the first top fucking ten names on your list, bro. Like I mean, he might, that, he might yeah, be he in your top ten, but he wouldn't be like a top five. Like, but he is. I don't know, man. That that goes back to what I was saying. Like off the top of my head, like a lot. I feel like a lot of people don't like consider Drew Brees like a top five even top 10 quarterback because they don't think of him as that because for whatever reason but you know going back to to your list CK like guys like Randall Cunningham who I love you know first like black like dual threat quarterback in the NFL like that was insane he was amazing and during his generation Dan Marino both those guys they never got a ring at some point you have to factor in the fact that you know they're, they're just a lot of great quarterbacks who you can arguably say is better than Drew Brees, but do they have a ring? And, you know, I, I think that's what ultimately came down to for me. Like, Drew Brees, he's top 10 for certain. I'd say maybe even top five because of what he's been able to do, regardless of head coaches either, because we all know Sean Payton is a great head coach, probably top 10, eh, top, top 10, top 15 head coach of all time, you know, in his own right. Um, and like it's just I don't know it, it's a it's a it's a touchy situation I think I think if we come back to this question like a couple of weeks down the road you know when the season's over and you know Breeze is fully retired we can officially like answer this question where we would place them all time uh, but for me right now I'd say borderline top five for sure like he's he's like in that five to eight range for me, for me. Definitely a top ten quarterback for sure. I mean that's that like I said that shouldn't even be that shouldn't even really be a question. But uh, sticking with the NFL guys, which team should feel the most confident going into championship weekend? Let's start with PC. Um. So I feel like everyone's gonna say the Packers here. Um, as I as 
we all should, you know, because the Packers are probably the best team left. Um, but I'm going to say the Bills. And here's why. It's because the Chiefs, we don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to play yet. And while Chad Henney did play well during Mahomes' you know, you know, injury, when he had that injury, um, Chad Henney in the AFC Championship game, Chad Henney is no Nick Foles, to play it lightly. So for me, um, I, I, I think like the Bills, they should come out against the Chiefs and they should fucking punch them right in the face, a jab right to the face to give them the lead uh, at the beginning of the game. Um, depending on if Mahomes plays, this really my my like answer completely you know is dependent on if uh, Mahomes plays or not. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think the Bills, like I said, like I think they're one of the most, if not the best, complete team left. Um, they have a great defense. You know that defense in the divisional game against the Ravens, they held when they needed to. Um, in the Colts game, offense carried them, got them a couple key touchdowns uh, towards the end. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, they're still the best one-two wide receiver QB duo, at least in the AFC. Um, I I think Bills should be very confident in what they are capable of right now, especially especially because the Browns were able to almost almost complete the comeback against Chiefs in that division game. They fell short the Bills, if that were the Bills, I don't think that they fall short. So I think the Bills should be the most confident team going into championship weekend. Just want to say it took a doozy, a doozy uh, Pat Mahomes being out to uh, barely even make the comeback, bro. Just wanted mm-hmm. to put that there. <laughs> Go ahead, Tolu. <sighs> Yeah, this we just lost to this team. I'm gonna have to say the Bills as well. Um, they have a great defense. They have they got Stephon Diggs. They got Cole Beasley. They got all these weapons. The only bad, the only thing that concerns me about the Bills is their run game because uh, they don't really have a running back. They they don't trust Montgomery. Non-existent. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, the Bills, they should be very confident into go, going into Kansas City, especially like if Mahomes doesn't play. I think Mahomes is going to play, but um, it should be, they should, they, they better start off like they better attack Kansas City with everything they have to start because they go down against Kansas City. It, they, they, no, they have to, they have to. Start off, start off well against Kansas City. Otherwise, it's not going to end well for them. But I think they're, I think they're confident going into Kansas City. I, as a Chiefs fan, I feel very confident going into next week. Mahomes will play. Just throwing it out there. Um, and we gain, we get Sammy Watkins back this week. We get Claude Edwards-Hilaire back this week. We may get one other person back. Um. And Stephon Diggs only had six catches for 46 yards and a touchdown against us week, I think it was, I believe it was week six. And I I wonder if the this moment will be too big for the Bills. Mm. Only one player, 
I believe I may be wrong on this, but I believe only one player on that roster has been to the, a championship, a conference championship game, and that being Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, CC. Honestly, um, the Chiefs because they have two things the rest of the teams don't have. They have the best quarterback in the NFL, and they have Tyree Kill. If I have both of those things, I'm very confident in my chances. Space? I didn't know that uh, Aaron Rodgers played for the Chiefs. I think, personally, the Bills have a... Them boys is coming in hot. That's a team that could put up 40 on you, or they just won't score any points at all. But I feel like the Chiefs will definitely have to step up their like up their game of level to 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 beat them. Because as it proves in the uh, regular season, they can be beat. You just gotta know how to do it. But I think the Bills should be confident in this game. It may be a, a conference game, but that don't mean nothing. Any given Sunday. I think we all know well, what I would say. I would say Bucks, but Bucks, I'm going to give it to the Bills right now because fucking Chiefs, even though they won, they looked a bit vulnerable. Even though Mahomes had got injured or whatever, they they let the Browns stay in the game, put it that way. And I think that if the Browns didn't choke on that defensive possession, they would be moving on probably. But, yeah, man, Bills look great. Both sides, as much as I hate to say that, both sides of the ball. Diggs will probably cook whoever guards him, for sure. It's up to Josh Allen, really. You know how he gets. He's iffy. To beat them in the playoffs, to go to move on to the NFC Championship, bro, like that, that, that says a lot about you, bro. And I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how anybody or any team can have more confidence than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. What the Bills did was nice. I mean, it was cool, but it was only a seventeen to like three game. Like it was no crazy blowout game. Whereas Tampa Bay, they got, they had, you got thirty on a top ten defense also. So that's like I said, that's a lot of momentum to carry yourself from knowing last year that knowing that the team last year wouldn't have even made it this far, damn near wouldn't have even made it to the wild card game or the playoffs. So, yeah, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely have the most confidence going on into the next game, bro. So let's do the uh, NFL review for the week, guys. Let's start with the Chiefs, versus the, the Chiefs versus the Browns. Let's start with PC. So for for this game, um, I I wasn't able to catch all the game. But I was at work, um, but I did see the highlights. I saw the Chiefs being, you know, the Chiefs that we all know. Patrick Mahomes doing his thing, and then he got injured. I I don't know what it was, the first injury. And he went back into the locker room. Everyone freaked out. But then he came back, and it was like, oh, we're fine, we're fine, we're good. But then he got taken out a second time. And he wasn't going to come back the second time. <laughs> and it was kind of like, oh, well, well, shit. I, I, I'd be panicking if I was a Chiefs fan right now. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, the Browns, being the good team that they've been all year long, they were mounting a comeback. And Chad Henney, by the grace of God, with Nick Foles overshadowing him, the backup that he is, came in and he told the Chiefs, nah, 
It's all right. I got this, guys. And with the help of Andy Reid, the best head coach in the league at the moment, I said it. Um, the Chiefs were able to maintain and hold that lead, and they're on to the championship game, you know, the third time in third straight year. Like, I mean, out of all the talent that the Chiefs have, you know, from Tyree Kill to Clyde Edwards Hilaire to Mahomes and Kelsey and that great O line that they have as well to the sets that they have on defense, you know, Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew. Like, it's still insane to me that we still don't like point out like they have arguably the best head coach um in the NFL coaching them. And you know, I, I think Andy Reid he has to have like a lot of credit um taken for making sure that the Chiefs held on to that win on Sunday. And um I mean, what can I say? It's it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs, you know. We expect this from them at this point um, to be like the top dogs and get the job done under peril. And uh, Chad Henney, um, bless his heart, he, he uh, came in and he uh, he exceeded what he was supposed to do. Um, and because of it, they, they got the win. Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever, ever. Ruin a Celtics legendary moment with that bullshit. <laughs> the most overhyped Celtics memory in history. Okay, okay. Yeah, possible. One ring in ten years. Um, didn't y'all just win your first ring in ten years last season? I thought so. Hey, 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 you said what? I was in middle school the last time the Celtics won the championship. I don't want to hear it. What you mean? You just got the ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Tolu, go ahead. Tolu. Thoughts oh, on the Chiefs versus the Browns? Yeah. You know, you know what's funny? Chad Henning ended the Brown season. That has to be the most brown season <laughs> <laughs> ever, man. Chad Henning. Oh, put some respect on the Browns, man. Put some respect on them. No, third and 14. You have you, – third and 14. I saw, that's the last play I saw. Third and 14. All you need is to, is to, is to give them 13 yards and you have a chance to win the game. But no. The Browns, you know, Browns being the Browns, you know, the Browns are the Browns, you know. They allowed him to scramble for like, I don't know, what was it, 13, 12 yards? And Andy mm-hmm. Reid, having yards. Andy Reid being the GOAT that he is, he's like, no, you know what? Let me go for it on fourth down. And let me let Chad Henning end the Brown season. That had to be the most Browns thing ever, man. It, it just had to be. Like, no, how, I really want it, bro. how do you let that scramble happen on third and 14? How do you do that? I don't understand. But, you know, the Browns just be the Browns. But, yeah, that's that's my take on it. I mean, they, they were in the game. Patrick Mahomes got injured. But the fact that y'all let – that they let Chad Henning beat them, it's just it, – it just hurts. If I was a Browns fan, I would be sick right now. I'd be sick to my stomach letting Chad Henning be end my season. Like, if it's Patrick Mahomes, that's a different thing. But Chad Henning, really? 
Chad Henning, man. Like, ugh. If I was a Browns fan, I'd be sick today. I'd be sick. <laughs> Already. See, no, see? For real. They took the page off the book when the first one went down. Honestly, that loss sums up the Browns franchise. A couple plays away from winning. A couple stops away from winning. Um, honestly, if they if they get that stop, they have a good chance to go down and score, but they didn't. So, pretty much sums it up. Now, here we are again talking about what if the Browns? What if the Browns? What if the Browns? <laughs> it's like we have this conversation every year, dog. The franchise of what ifs, man. Literally. <laughs> Space, go ahead. That game was a game of whoever made, made the least mistakes. And the Browns made a whole bunch of them. So, not a whole bunch, a couple. I'll say a couple. And the ones that matter. It, it mattered. Like, the, the teams with the least turnovers normally wins the game. They turned the ball over twice. They lose by possession. I mean, it's not really much to touch on because I think last week we all chose the Chiefs. I think – but Browns are – I mean, I'm not going to disrespect the Browns, bro. Like, they lost. But they lost because of the goatness of Andy Reid, bro. Like, that call on fourth down to let the clock wind down five seconds. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds hike. I mean, I can honest. I, I personally did not think. I thought they were they were trying to get the jump or, or the the neutral zone infraction, bro. Is what I personally thought. So, um, the Browns lost. They lost, but they lost in like a a a, a way that Browns fans shouldn't feel too bad about. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna lose, at least you lost to a great call by Andy Reid. But like Tolu said, I think we do need to talk about that third and 14 because that basically, that turned the whole game down, that right there. Had he, if, he does, if he doesn't convert on that third and 14, we might be having a completely different conversation right now. And the Browns might actually be going to the AFC Championship game. I don't, I, I don't know if that would have happened. But we, like I said, we could possibly be having a whole other conversation right now. So, um, I mean, Chiefs did what the Chiefs were supposed to do. Um, Pat Mahomes put up enough points um, for his team before he went down. Uh, hopefully, he's back next week because I hate Patrick Mahomes, but I, I I I want every single star on every single team to play next week, bro. So, um, yeah, hopefully Patrick Mahomes all right. But yeah, um, Chiefs did what we expected him to do. Uh, Browns are on the come up. They'll be back next year. Um, I'm not talking AFC Championship or anything like that, but they'll be back in the playoffs next year. Um, Baker Mayfield is going to get paid for sure. I think he's earned that with these playoff, the way he's played in the playoffs. I mean, he's played incredible. So he's going to get his paycheck. And, um, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I, I know this is kind of off topic, but I'm, I'm, I kind of want to see what happens when Odell comes back. I want to, I, I, he ain't going I'm, I'm, he coming I, to I, the yeah, pass. yeah, that's what I, that's what I was kind of getting at. I was going to mm-hmm. say. When Odell comes back, I think he's going to be traded to either the Ravens or the Patriots. God, I hope he does not get traded to the fucking Patriots. But <laughs> I think I, I, I think I think being realistic and not being a, a, a troll, I can honestly say that those are the two th- teams that I think are going to reach for um for Odell Beckham. But 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 getting back on topic, yeah, like I said, the Chiefs did what they were expected to do. 
Browns will be back next year. And um, yeah, let's move on to the Bills versus the Ravens. Go ahead, Mr. PC. Um, I just want to point out before we move on, can we all just like look back at just one second? We could have had a Browns Bills AFC Championship game in 2021. That would be insane. That 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 describes absolutely insane. There, that right there just describes 2020 for you. Yep. Somebody asked. Somebody asked. What was 2020 like? Go look at who was. Go look at who was in the AFC Championship game. And you asked me, will that ever? Will that shit ever happen again? (laughs) (laughs) But uh. The to move on uh, to the Bills Ravens. Um, I, I mean, we talked about uh, before the game on Saturday. Like, will that Bills defense, will that run defense, be able to hold? And for most of that game, even when Lamar was in there, they held. They held them to zero points, and with a little bit of luck from the win. Okay, let's be honest. A lot of help from the win. Um, Justin Tucker. I saw Justin Tucker miss two field goals. I don't think I've ever seen Justin Tucker miss more than one field goal in a game in my entire life. You know, he is the most accurate kicker of all time. And the hat that happened is insane. You know, that's how you know that, like, it was just this this game was meant for Buffalo to win. And, um, you know, the offense, all they needed to do was score one touchdown. They weren't able to do that against that defense. Um, and luckily for Buffalo, uh, their defense stepped up. Lamar, he, let's be honest, threw an ill-advised interception, probably at the worst time, um, and a 101-yard pick six to the house. And that pretty much sealed it for them. Um, I think I don't think that they were going to be able to come back after that, even with you know Lamar going out um, because of his concussion. Uh, you know, there was there was a chance there for Baltimore to to come back and possibly make it a game. Uh, Huntley is his name, right, Tolu? Um, he he came in. He he missed Hollywood Brown on a potential touchdown pass. Um, I mean, I I can't really I can't really blame the guy. He he was a he was a practice squad quarterback. You know, um, RG three and then um, Trace McSorley weren't even able to play. Uh, so for, the, for him to come in. At that moment, and probably the biggest game in the Ravens, you know, uh, franchise in like the last like five years, um, give it his all. I, I, I gotta commend him for that, but uh, it just wasn't meant to be. And now for Buffalo, especially for the fans, y'all deserve this. Like, y'all have waited for decades for to get back to this moment, uh, to be able to face the Chiefs, uh, in championship weekend. And, I'm I'm rooting for y'all. I, I honestly am. I'm rooting for y'all to to at least make it a good game. Um, it, you know, Josh Allen, he's having best year of his career right now. Um, and, and Stephon Diggs, you know, like I said, it's the best duo, uh, second best duo in the NFL. We don't know who the first is, but um, yeah, I I'm, I'm excited for this game. You know, especially excited to see how the Bills defense. Um, reacts to uh this chiefs offense you know first time uh this past season they they able to crack that run game y'all ran for like 230 rushing yards i believe in that that regular season game 245 yards yeah which is insane insane (laughs) um so we'll have to see what happens in this game um but um 
yeah for sure this this is gonna be this is gonna be a good, great game you know i will have to see what happens so sorry go ahead Tony. Uh, pain um yeah um congratulations bills fans y'all this fair and square um I, Saturday just will learn We came out the gate running down the building. Then they figured out how to stop us. And they, they played great defense. And our defense, they held their own up until maybe like start of third quarter. Then they started to get hot. Justin Tucker missing those two field goals. Or was it two or three? I think it was two. It was it was two? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, it was just, it wasn't our game. It wasn't our game. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, it's just, those Bills fans deserve it. I mean, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's a beast. Um, Stephon Diggs is the top 10, top wide receiver in the league. But um, I think we, the Ravens just beat themselves. I mean, the offensive line was just throwing the ball all over the place. Couldn't get a clean snap. Lamar was holding the ball way too fucking long, like way too long. Josh Allen had all the time in the world to throw the ball that game. Like, mm, couldn't he? Like, he had so much time in the pocket. Lamar was, uh, meanwhile, Lamar is scrambling for his life because the, our offensive line can't, can't block. It was just. It's just terrible. That's what we got to fix in the offseason, but we'll rant, I'll rant about the Ravens later. But congratula- congratulations to the Bills fans. Um, I appreciated them donating to Lamar's, um, what is it, a ch- uh, fundraiser, charity, something like that. But they're good. Yeah, they're good fans. They deserve it. And I hope they make the game against the Chiefs very, very interesting because I'm rooting for them too. But, yeah. Yeah, it was a charity for uh, kids that uh, basically their family struggled with, like, buying them, like, school lunches uh-huh. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty dope. <clears throat> but go ahead, John. Is it possible that we saw a playoff Lamar make his return? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 trying to, I'm trying. Don't start. Don't start. I mean, Stats obviously don't tell the whole story, but this is, this is the stat line. It was 14 to 24, 162 yards, one pick, sat three times for 24 yards, um, and then ran, only had nine carries for 34 yards, no touchdowns. Good. He had a passer rating of 61 and a half. <coughs> Just saying, that's not, that's not good. Well, it's hard when you don't have an offensive line, Johnny. Right, Mahomes doesn't have an offensive line either. And, yeah, He's, but y'all got yeah. better people to throw mm-hmm. to. Does Does Lamar have Tyreek Hill? Does Lamar has Travis Kelsey? He's not. He's not fast players, fast receivers. <laughs> Just no development. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna save this. I'm saving this. I'm saving this. Keep going. Keep going. But no, the the Bills played a great game. Um, I, I'm looking forward to playing them in the AFC Championship game. Y'all better beat they asses too. I'm rooting for y'all. Well, I'm Fuck sure the Bills. Will. Fuck Bills Mafia. Fuck them all. Fuck Richard Parker. 
Uh, my bad. I was going in there for a second. But yeah, um, uh, Ravens, like Tolu said, their offensive line was ass cheek. Niggas was <laughs> in Lamar's face every other snap, basically. His receivers wasn't really getting open like that, except for Hollywood. He's the only one that performed pretty much well. Um, the defense, you can only play so good for so long if your offense doesn't help you out. So, uh, yeah, and then Justin Tucker missing those two kicks. I mean, I know it was windy, but, yeah, yeah man, you're supposed to be best kicker in the league. And another true. sidebar that I have, even if the what you call, even if the Bills do beat the Chiefs next week, the Bills will go to the Super Bowl and they'll lose every year four times in a row like they used to. Oh the my God! Week, the next one oh and the next God. one. God. Fuck them! I hate them. <laughs> Damn. Did a Bills fan fuck your girl or something? <laughs> There hey, is, that's uh, what really that's, that's a Patriots yeah. take right there, bro. Oh yeah, I forgot y'all in the same division. Patriots and Bills hate week, my favorite week. <laughs> Go ahead, Space. For the review of that game, I felt like another one of those games where the least turnovers or the least mistakes won that game. Pick six, takes the lead. Stephon Diggs goes for a touchdown. There you go, two possession game, and the off the Ravens offense couldn't produce because of bad snaps, no one catching the football, no one getting open, and interceptions. So it's like it's one another one of those the defense performed when the offense couldn't. I feel like it was like a repeat of the Seattle of Seattle versus uh the Rams. That's how I feel about it. Go ahead, Cece. Um, Bills and Rams, honestly, it just shows you how important it is to have a number one wide receiver. Not just like, like somebody you think is going to be a number one, like, but a household name at wide receiver. The, the Ravens had chance after chance after chance during the season to fix that issue, but they settled for who? Des fucking Bryant. So honestly, <laughs> I feel like they made their bed when they signed Des Bryant, and now they got a lie in it. So, but honestly, yeah. um, the the Ravens' play calling now is starting to get way too predictable. That's why the Bills were like all over everything. Um, I feel like Greg Roman needs to be better too, and then the offensive line had to be better. I mean, if you're the best kicker in the league, there's no excuse for you to be missing kickings. No excuse. Wind or not. You're getting, paid the big, you're getting paid the big bucks to make your kicks. That's like, that's like an NBA player missing their free throws. Mm. Hey, CC, they was too busy throwing up the X instead of throwing them checks. <laughs> I'm gonna add one thing. To what said. I'm gonna add one. I'm gonna add a couple things to what CC said. Okay. So the the two, the four teams left. Tom Brady has Godwin. Tom Brady has Mike Evans. Tom Brady has Antonio Brown. Andrew has Devontae Adams. Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs. The Patrick Mahomes, if he plays. 
has Tyreek Hill, has Sammy Watkins, has what's Travis his name? Kelsey. Hartman, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Has Hartman and has Hartman. And Lamar Bar- can't Bar- even Bar- get Bar- one. Lamar can't even get one. What good? Yeah, one. Totally. I'm one. sorry, bro. It, it 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 really sucks to suck. But um, <laughs> my take on it is gonna be. I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying, though, bro. Because, like, I kind of understand what Tolu's saying. Like, when you, when you watch the game, when you watch the game Sunday, what you notice is, Allen, Allen had his option, bro. His option was always Diggs. I mean, Diggs got over a hundred yards receiving. He had a touchdown. I mean, he had the only touchdown of the game. Yeah. And and like the difference between the difference in that game was. It was it was a number one wide receiver, bro. Like Lamar Jackson doesn't have that, so it's kind of hard. He 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 doesn't, bro. Um, Andrews is is. I mean, when your tight end is your best wide receiver, bro, that's a problem. Like, I think that's pretty obvious. I'm not making. I'm not gonna sit here and make excuses for Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson, like like kind of like what um I don't remember who said it. It might have been uh, Trey. I'm just gonna say it was Trey. The play calling was terrible. Um, no, yeah. no, it was CC actually. The play calling was terrible. I mean, it was too fucking predictable. Like mm-hmm. you, 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 it, it, we either knew it was going to be a short pass, quarterback sneak, or a run. Yeah, like that's too predictable, bro. Like, you need to have a receiver that can go deep and 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 win the man coverage. They don't have that right now. Yeah, they have speedy wide receivers, but I mean, Odell Beckham to the Ravens. That's all. I'm going to end that one on that, bro. That needs to happen. Or Julio Jones, I don't care, but Lamar Jackson needs a number one receiver because, honestly, bro, Lamar Jackson, I'm telling you right now, we're going to keep having this fucking annoying-ass conversation. Lamar Jackson is not going to get his top five quarterback respect. He's always going to be, oh, well, he can't really be there because he can't pass, blah, blah, blah. I'm literally going to give Lamar Jackson a pass until he gets a number one wide receiver. Go ahead, John. I don't think the Browns are stupid enough to. I, if if Odell did trade, obviously a big if. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're about to say. They wouldn't yeah. trade him in the division. Right. Yeah, they they wouldn't even trade him, trade him in the same conference. I think he he will get traded back to the NFC. Mm. So the then, Ra- Tolu, your best, your but best maybe, the pa- Julio maybe the Panthers would make sense there. What Panthers? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. before, like, the Ravens, they don't have to go after, like, a Julio or OBJ to get Lamar wide receiver one. Al Robinson, who's on the Bears, he could get traded to the Ravens. Kenny uh, Galladay, solid wide receiver one for Detroit. Like, Look, man, PC, listen, listen to me. Listen to me, okay? You're, 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 you're a very, very, you're, you're, your knowledge for sports is very, very high. Your IQ, okay? You know damn well you cannot add an Allen Robinson to a Lamar Jackson when you still have to, you think Allen Robinson and Lamar Jackson is gonna scare Josh Allen and and, and Stephon Diggs? No, Allen well, Robinson, I, mean, Sean, he, I don't think it. I don't Sean. think it's a scare factor. But Allen Robinson, he's like that. Allen Robinson's like that. 
he, 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 he just he's been bogged down by by having Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. He's essentially go check his stats and all. So so let me ask you something, John. Let me ask you something, John, because you you're not gonna be biased. If Lamar Jackson gets Allen Robinson, bro, do the Patriots make noise or do the Ravens make noise? Lamar would have to develop as a quarterback further, in my eyes. Okay, mm. now let me ask you one more question. If but they'll make noise. Fu- if he gets Julio Jones, now are we having a different conversation? Definitely. How are how, how how healthy is Julio? And just obviously he has hamstring issues every year. Julio's at home right now. Let's say this deal gets done free agency, so he hasn't played football in like four four to six months. Let's just roughly say that again. I I, I gotta see a I gotta see a Lamar take the next step in his uh, passing. So you think? So you think it's just? I think Lamar. they'll be. I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're obviously a playoff team already, but a Allen Robinson maybe 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 AFC Championship game match. I I still say maybe division divisional round at most likely. Mm. But it's I tough, mean, having, having, a, having another weapon helps. Yeah, it definitely. Definitely. It does. But yeah, yeah, let's move on, guys. Let's go. Let's touch the Packers and the Rams. PC, I'm going to let you go first, bro. Um. So as far as this game goes, I'm not going to, you know, dwell deep into this game. We already kind of figured who was going to, you know, win this matchup. Um, honestly, the one matchup that I was intrigued um, in this game, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, he did his job. Devontae Adams got his. You know, he got a touchdown. But Jalen Ramsey, for the most part, did his job. You know, four catches, I think, for like 32 yards. And, you know, that that touchdown at the one-yard line, you know, that wasn't really his fault. But other than that, you know, the Rams, uh, they kind of made it a little bit interesting, you know, towards that uh, third quarter uh, when they got those uh, two defensive stops. Um, But, I mean... After Alan Lazard um, dropped that one potential uh, touchdown throw from Rodgers, he redeemed himself, and Rodgers gone back again, and uh, Lazard put the game away with that uh, with that uh, touchdown that he had. So, you know, like I said, it's just Packers being Packers, just another day at the office for this team. Um, you know, uh, defense stepped up when they needed to as well. So, um, you know, for, for, for me, uh, Green Bay, just keep on flying high, you know. This is the team that uh, everyone is, um, everyone should keep their eyes on. Um, definitely should have their fav- as their favorites right now going into the championship game. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, and uh, didn't he throw like five touchdown passes? Didn't he? Or two touchdown passes? Yeah, he threw two hundred sixty-eight or two hundred ninety-eight, two hundred ninety-six yards, two touchdowns. I mean, the Rams kept it in the game. Um, I think it was – I didn't – what was it? They scored, like, a late touchdown. I think brought it to, like, 20 to uh, twenty to 10, I They think. brought it within a touchdown, like, towards yeah, the end, I think, or something like that. Yeah. They kept them – they were in this game. But I mean, you when you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side, you can win, like, any game. I mean, it, it, this game was just the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. And, yeah, Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Go ahead, John. John? 
No, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I barely watched any of that game because I knew the Packers, or once the Packers took control, I kind of cut it off. Uh, let's go to space. I feel like uh, I, I knew the Packers were going to win that game regardless. One, the Rams didn't have Cooper Cup. Two, Jared Goff was playing injured. And three, that defense can only do so much if your offense isn't producing points. And Aaron Rodgers, the GOAT, is, you know, a whole nether man. That arm talent he has is something crazy. But, yeah, it wasn't really much of a fight, to be honest. Like, that little go-ahead touchdown, I felt like it was just the Packers giving them, like, here you go, some gentleman points. Like a gentleman sweep in a in a, in a basketball play. Mm. Uh, Trey, go ahead. Well, Rams, they were in the game for a while. They were too conservative at one point. I remember, I think one part of the game is like fourth and one, and they decided to punt, which I wouldn't have done. You know, Packers have high power offense. You got to keep them off the field as much as possible. I would have went for it. Could have easily got it. Uh, defense, they did as much as they could, but offense didn't help them out as much either. So yeah, Packers, they played well. Now, I'm expecting them to choke. It didn't happen this week, but it will happen next week. Bucks, 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 bucks. Oh, CC, go ahead. The pack ain't choking. The pack ain't choking. Um, honestly, from the Rams' perspective, um, it just shows you elite quarterback tank and mediocre quarterback play. Because Jared Goff was trash for most of the game. And it just goes to show you that they, if you have an elite quarterback in the Rams' system, they, they will be more scarier than they are right now. So I think this offseason, they should bring it some QB competition to see, what, to see what they can um, do with golf. Because if they bring in um, QB competition and they the whoever they bring in now plays golf, then because the Rams offense is already scary. The run game is scary. The defense is scary. The only thing that's holding them back is a QB problem. So they have they have no cap. Who are you gonna bring in? Mitchell Trubisky? Like actually, realist, realistically, they can't bring in anybody. They have look no at draft the picks. draft. Look they at have the draft. no draft picks. They have no draft picks. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. They have no draft picks. They gave them all. They the way gave that over a hundred million. I think picking off what CC said, it, this just shows you that, bro. You do not give basically. Your entire draft class, I mean, you don't give up. Basically, you don't give up everything for a cornerback, bro. Like, I know cornerback is a very slept-on but very important need, but you don't give you don't give up the whole house for a cornerback, bro. Like, I was, that's, that was just stupid. So they, like, they kind of just fucked themselves over doing that. So, they, like I said, they have no – like, what quarterback can you realistically even bring in, bro? Probably Mr. <laughs> Trubisky. Um... Wentz, 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 Yeah, but with the cap, uh-huh. another another thing is the cap. They don't even they have no cap room, bro. 
They're you trade, trade, you would have to trade it. So you see her control. You would have to trade And and I hope whoever somebody somebody said Deshaun earlier. I hope you were whoever said that. I hope you were joking, bro, because that that definitely can't happen. He damn sure ain't going to them the weak only- ass Broncos, nigga. <laughs> why you gotta bring? Why you gotta bring the Broncos in here? I didn't even because say nothing keep, about that. Nah, because you keep sending them weak ass Deshaun edits. But listen, oh, Derek Goff robbed them out of over a hundred million. Now that's that's on the what's called Rams front office. You don't pay Jared Goff a hundred million, nigga. Put up three points in the Super Bowl. What are you smoking, <laughs> You don't give this nigga money. Oh, man. They could have used well, that man, money I, for Jalen Ramsey and then still had much more money left over to sign someone else. Hell. So maybe, so maybe, maybe they'll do what CeCe said. Maybe they'll bring in, like, a Mitchell Trubisky because that's literally... Maybe, maybe he'll actually be good there, bro. Like, with a line and actual receivers and a good coach and a pretty good defense. Wait, he had that in... Chicago too, and he still suck. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky might just suck. Um, maybe, maybe Jameis Winston. What about Jameis Winston? Mm. He's yeah. going to replace. At least for next season, he will. He'll stay in New Orleans. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna test the Packers runs real quick, and then I'll let you go, PC. Um, but yeah, basically, somebody said it earlier. Um, I mean, we all basically expected the. Packers to do what they do. So I'm not really going to touch much on this. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, I mean, he's been playing like that since the regular season. He's showing it in the playoffs. And at this point, the Packers have to be everybody's Super Bowl favorite. If they're not, then you're smoking crack cocaine and you need to be arrested. Um, but yeah. <laughs> If anybody else wanted to say something else on the Packers rant before we move on to the last game. No? Okay. Go, All right, Pat, guys. Go, go Pat, Let's go. touch on I, what I think was the best game of the weekend, the Bucks versus Saints. Let's start with PC. What are your thoughts? Um, so this game, um, it was it, – it's kind of funny. Uh, Bleacher Report, they um, put out a post um, comparing this game to – Goldberg versus The Undertaker uh, while they were both in their 50s. And at the beginning, I'd say for like that first half of the game, neither Tom Brady or Drew Brees were playing well. It was kind of a boring game. But in that second half, both of them really, both teams really started to pick it up. Um, And we saw the future of the Saints. You know, when Jameis Winston came in on that one play, it was the end around um, reverse and he threw a dime. Uh, to wide receiver for a touchdown. Um, I mean, that's that's the future for New Orleans right there. You can't be too, you know, mad about it. Um, I think Saints fans are definitely more sad more than anything right now because this that was essentially Drew Brees' last game um, in the Superdome. And I'm kind of glad it's Tom Brady who was the last, you know, quarterback, last player to to retire him. Um, both of them are obviously historic in their own right. Um, and the one factor that really boggles me, really, you know, is like fucking with me, is that Michael Thomas, a lot of people consider Michael Thomas the best wide receiver in the NFL, had zero catches. 
zero catches in that game against Carlton Davis. Carlton Say Davis. PC. Michael. Consider him again. The best wide receiver in the NFL had zero catches in that divisional game, and he was paired up with Carlton Davis. The same. The same That's Carlton Davis. The same Carlton Davis. We allowed two hundred plus yards to Tyreek Hill in the first quarter. Mm. And that that is insane to me. What what TK now? Two years ago, Michael Thomas, the best. Not 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 recently. Now, you know me. <laughs> I had said that he was up there before injury. Then he got injured. But I give you credit for that. This isn't the first time in the postseason he's been held to zero catches. I think 2018. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, I thought this was the first time. Well, it's not the first time? Oh, that's no, the second time. I remember Marcus Peters shut that nigga down. Wow. <laughs> well, go ahead, PC. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, PC. No, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's good we're having a conversation about this guy because, like, clearly, like, we should not be considering him as great as he is if he keeps continuing to you know, have performances like these in, like, you know, playoff games. Like, this is a part of his legacy right here. You know, a lot of people consider this man, like, Marvin Harrison 2.0, but Marvin Harrison, I don't think, ever finished with zero catches in a playoff game before. And yeah, Peyton Manning as his quarterback. You know, he he also had, like, a good quarterback throwing to him. Drew Brees, we already consider him a top-ten quarterback all the time. Why isn't he getting more open for Drew Brees, you know, especially in that game, which was like really physical and like slow to begin with. Like they needed a spark and like, we're waiting for it. And he's just not there. Slant boy is not there. It, it, so for me, slant, uh, man, slant, man, get it. <laughs> now, even though for me, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Finish real quick. Well, I was going to say like, so like, even though like, um, you know, aside from like Michael Thomas, uh, I think that this game was essentially put away when you know Tom Brady got that last touchdown. Um, you know, and high fived his teammates. I mean the referees. But go ahead, Dre. They didn't even give him a high five. They wasn't fucking with my boy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, even though we're talking about Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, he finished that game no catches. He yeah, usually, he usually plays like he did. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. But still, yeah. he usually plays like shit when they play the Saints. I don't know why. He better not bring that bullshit to Lambo. I come up there, smack that nigga my damn self. Here's <laughs> what they gotta do. Jair, get my nigga AB involved, and they will win. So obviously, I I did not expect this one coming. Uh, I thought the Saints would dominate this game once again. Um. But Saints didn't really get home and allowed Tom Brady to do his thing. God, Cameron Cameron Bright was the lead receiver for the Buccaneers. Four yeah, catches. he was going crazy. Yeah, four mm-hmm. catches for 50 yards. I, I love to see that Jameis Winston got in the game. Had a dot to whoever it was. Um, but yeah, that's Smith. There, yeah, there you go. I expected to be played better by Drew Brees, but I did not expect him to throw four interceptions. He definitely wasn't going to win that game by throwing four interceptions. It doesn't work like that. So, uh, hats off to Brady. Fuck him. 
but you know, <laughs> it's about to be goat versus goat. It's about to be goat versus goat, and I feel like Aaron Rodgers is gonna take that, but that's for a different time. But uh, yeah, I wasn't. I was expecting more of that game, especially two older guys versus each other. But as you can tell, they're old and their arms are going out, and they can't throw those balls as far as as they used to. It was a good game, though. I'll tell you, I'll give them that. It was definitely a good football game. Hey, man, without a doubt, Pooh Breeze has been known to shit the bed in the halls. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame him in, many, in Minneapolis in that, in that Rams game. You can't blame him on that. <laughs> yeah, but in overtime, they had a chance to win in that Rams game, and he threw that bullshit-ass interception. But that should that should have been in overtime. That's a different time, though. That's for a different time. Yeah. CC, <laughs> go ahead. Um, my takeaways from the Bucks and Saints game. Um, two things. Regular season doesn't matter. I could give a fuck if you had a perfect record against us in the regular season. Once the playoffs come, that's a whole different ball game. Bucks. And two. The Saints was talking all that shit after they beat them in the regular season. And what happened? They came out, oh, and, got, yeah. they came out and got their ass beat. So it, it kind of sums up the Saints players and the Saints fan base. Y'all, they talk all that shit and never back it up. Exactly. But on another note, it was kind of sad to see Drew Brees go out like that. I wish he would have played better. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's a playoffs. You can't throw four picks and expect to win. Or you can't have um, zero catches and still expect to win. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's just wild, bro. That I I don't want to hear that nigga Trey. I don't ever want to hear you say that nigga's the number one receiver again, bro. That nigga no, he he's the number one receiver. He just disappeared. Don't make that face. He would literally start on your team and rack up. Right, disappeared. The nigga didn't even come to the game, bro. He might as well. Not, he wasn't even, bro. He might as well have not even suited up, bro. Hey, he had his but what all he wasn't I'm saying is Michael Thomas is no longer a top five receiver. There you go. There you go. There I had the go. same amount of. I had the same amount, amount of yards and catches as Michael Thomas did. Literally, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> we, we all did. <laughs> But um I don't I don't know, bro. Something tells me Drew Brees is not gonna retire, bro. I don't, I don't know why. Like I, I I feel like he's gonna come back for one more year, bro. Like the way he went out, I just can't see Brees going out like that, bro. Like he's not gonna go out with four interceptions like in his last game. Like that just don't even sound right, bro. So like Drew Brees is coming back. That's 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 number one. Um I told you niggas not to doubt Tom Brady. And what did they do, uh, TK? They doubted Tom Brady. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what more Tom Brady could do so in his career Tom to where to to where niggas to where niggas were literally. So Tom Brady got like, four interceptions. So no, Tom no. Brady got four interceptions. No, Tom Brady no. didn't yeah, throw the interceptions. That's the difference. Yeah, Tom Brady. Brady's yeah. a three. It was a fumble. Three interceptions, uh, yeah, not four. If I said four, I meant three interceptions. Like, you you just, I mean, he's not going out. Like, I just can't see Breeze retiring. That's a terrible way to retire. Like, if you're going to retire, 
the, the game would have been a little closer, in my opinion. Like three touchdowns, one interception, maybe like something like that. Then I could see Breeze walking out. Like so, what that you're way. saying is they're going to give Drew Breeze the Peyton so, Manning treatment, what the I'm, ride off what into I'm the saying. sunset retirement with the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, here's what I'm. No, they're not. Except they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Like I said, you don't die Tom Brady, so I'm not surprised that the Buccaneers were able to win this game. Um, I thought I, I I said I said that the Patriots. I think I believe I said the Patriots. It would be like 34 to 33 or something like that. I was close, except the Saints did not even get fucking 25 points or 23 or anything like that. So that's kind of where I was off. But um, I was kind of surprised at how the Saints went out. Um, they they this was definitely the Saints' worst game all season. Definitely Drew Brees' worst game all season. Which is again why why I just say it just wouldn't feel right if he retires. But um, Trey, you're about to hate me, bro, because um, it's it's been a nice run for the Bucks. Oh God! It's all gonna end next week or this week, because <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, I, as much as I trust Tom Brady, I'm just I don't know, bro. Aaron Rodgers, I just, I just have not seen Aaron Rodgers play this fucking good since like his Super Bowl run. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm gonna end it with, like I said, I, th- I feel like Drew Brees is gonna come back. I was not surprised that the Bucks win. I expected it. I just didn't expect the Saints to go out how they went out. One number twelve is walking out with a W, and it ain't gonna be the one in green and yellow. Ooh. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right, well, we well, see. That's that's the I perfect transition. That's the perfect transition prediction oh, now for I got, the, I got one more. Up, uh, go ahead, I, I, I just I just checked the weather in Green Bay. There's a currently a week about a week away. There's a forty percent chance of snow. Hey, that's oh. another day in August. Oh, oh my Brady, goodness! Baby. Another day <laughs> in Brady's in the snow. And the championship yeah. game in the snow. I can't wait. Hopefully that happens. Uh, but. Pat. Let's go to uh, prediction side now for the championship game. Um, CK, I'll start with you. All right. So, thank you, John, for telling us that it's going to be snow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to affect Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. So, my prediction is going to be, the, the, like I said, the Packers are going to win this game. The only, all right, this might sound crazy or it might sound really fucking smart. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are used to this kind of weather, correct? Whereas the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a whole, they might not be. The only way that I can see Tampa Bay winning this game is if AB is going to have to be the best route receiver in that game. That, that he's going to he's going to have to be the best route receiver on the field that day. He's, he's already be the best receiver that's going to be in that game. All right. Um. No, because Adam just is, is, is going to be on that same field. So, um, but hear me out. Here's why I say this. Tampa, like I said, those, Tampa Bay guys, like I understand, they played in, they might have played in cold, cold weather before, but it's it's nothing like Lambo. I think we can all agree. Like the cold that's in Lambo is a whole different kind of cold. Mm-hmm. AB being that he's. Yeah. Played with the Steelers, he will be used to this kind of cold. So he's he's not he, he won't have as many drops. His body won't act up as as, as much as 
maybe the guy like a Mike Evans body might. You feel me? You see, you guys see what I'm trying to say, right? So what I'm saying is if A.B. is the best receiver on the field this day, and I'm talking 10-plus receptions for, like, 150-ish yards, Tom Brady doesn't doesn't get to one few th- one one turnover or less. Tom Brady's gonna have to damn near be perfect, bro. Like he's gonna have to da- have a damn near perfect passer rating. Um, he's gonna have to pass for more than two hundred eighty six yards or whatever he passed for last week. I can tell you that it's gonna have to be like three fifty four hundred. It's gonna have to be a, a type of game that we haven't seen from Tom Brady yet. They're gonna maybe have to start once dropping or twice. That's another thing. That's why I said I'm not worried about AB in this weather. I'm worried about everybody else in this weather. I'm worried about all the other receivers. I'm worried about uh, who who's the running back again. Um, what's his name? I'm worried about Leonard Fournette. Like, I'm worried about everybody. I'm worried. I'm worried about Jones. I'm worried about everybody except for Gronk, who's also going to have to be the second best receiver on the on, on the field. If that happens, the Bucks have a chance. I don't see it happening. I'm predicting. Packers win 34-31. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Super Bowl, and that's how I see that happen. Yeah, maybe on Madden. Can I go? <laughs> I, think, I think I got some stuff to just get out well, the way. Well, hang on uh, for TK, because um, uh, I did want to hear your predictions for the AFC Championship game, too. You know what? Fuck it, bro. I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to go away. I'm going to go away, bro. The Buck. Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. will beat the Kansas City yes. Chiefs. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It is going. It, it is going to be. Now, 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 listen. Here's how the here's how the scenario is going to play. I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. The Chiefs will be winning twenty one to like three going into halftime. It's going to be something like that. The Chiefs are going to have all this confidence coming out of halftime. Oh yeah, guys, we're going back. Blah blah blah. And then we're going to see the Josh Allen, MVP Josh Allen, is just going to play out of his fucking mind. Diggs is going to play out of his mind second half. And I honestly feel like the Bills will win 27, 27, 20, 27, 20, no. Fuck, this is hard. This thing don't even know. All right, all right. I decided. 27, 24. We're not throwing over. Yes, okay. Uh, Bills will win 27-24, yes. And they will win by a field goal on, like, the last second. They will They will score, if it's three, they will score 21 second-half points in the second half because the Chiefs don't have the best, the greatest defense. The Bills, I kind of, I, 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 I can see the Bills' defense making a couple stops or, or making a miracle stops in the second half to stop. Kansas City, bro. I'm really speaking with my fucking heart right now, bro. Cause dog, this is like a fucking movie, dog. Like literally, but like honestly, if in like I've been me, me and PC have been saying this all year, bro. If any team can beat the Chiefs, it's the Bills, bro. And I honestly believe this is the fairy tale year, bro. Like next year, I, I feel like the Bills will be back, snap back to reality, and and we'll see the Bills that we typically. We'll see every year, which will be a playoff team, and then get knocked out first, second round. But this year, honestly, I'm 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 rolling with the Bills. Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Bills will face the Packers in the Super Bowl, and yeah, that's that's that's. I'm gonna roll with that, bro. I might sound stupid, but I'm gonna roll with that. Bills twenty-seven, Chiefs twenty-four. 
Good. Trey, now you can go ahead to AFC and NFC prediction. <sighs> you know, it's been a while, man. But here's what I predict for the NFC game between the Packers and the Bucks. Now, if it does snow, like y'all say it's supposed to, I don't think it will be high scoring. I think it will be pretty low scoring, close game in the snow. But let's say it doesn't snow or whatever. Either way, Bucks will come out on top. They'll win the game by at least 10 points, I believe, to make it to the Super Bowl. Brady will have at least two touchdowns passing. Fournette will probably have a pretty good day on the ground, depending on how Packers rush defenses. And another thing, Antonio Brown, in his playoff career, I believe, like, when targeted, zero drops, and that streak is still going. The man's a machine. Whoever's guarding him is getting cooked. It's up to Gronk in him and Chris Godwin especially. Stop dropping the fucking ball, and they will win the game. He's been butters this playoffs to be honest. And then my prediction for the, uh, what's it called? My prediction for the Bills and Chiefs. God, I hate the Bills. And I don't like the root for the Chiefs. But I'm going to need the Chiefs to pull this one out the ass and shut these niggas down. Bills Mafia, I don't want to hear from them niggas after next week. I really don't. So I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. 300 yards, three touchdowns. Pretty good game, but I say the Chiefs will win that by 10 points, 30 to 20, something like that. And, yeah, but, like, realistically, whoever wins in the AFC will lose to the Bucks in the Super Bowl. That's just how it is. But go on. I'm done. I think we're really <laughs> underrating the Packers secondary here. But. They, they are very talented. They're young, but they're talented. Uh, guys like Jair Alexander, a Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's college teammate. Um, and then Kenny King, Amos. yeah, Savage. Really, yep, all them boys. Uh, they got the guys to do it. Put them with a great quarterback or an all-time one of the all-time quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers. I think I think the I think the Packers would have done. Especially if it snows. And then obviously I, I think the Chiefs with Mahomes coming back next week. As long as we can score in the red zone, and that's been our kind of our problem all year and we didn't do a great job of that um against the Browns. Then we'll take care of business. CC, I'm gonna make this short and sweet to, and to the point. We're gonna get a Bucks and Chiefs Super Bowl. That's it. That's the statement. Carry on. Bucks, 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 Bucks. <laughs> All right, space. I got. I hate the Chiefs because fuck the Chiefs. You know, you know everything. I got the Bills beating them by touchdown. Bills Mafia. Let's go, Josh Allen. And. Again, fuck Tom Brady. It's fuck Tom Brady until he retires, and then he gets respect after that. So, my boy Aaron Rodgers, AR-12, will connect with Devontae Adams accordingly three times for a touchdown. And the victory over some trash-ass Buccaneers, and they're not trash, I'm just, you know, 
trash talking. They're not trash, but it's going to be a Bills-Packers Super Bowl. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? How the fuck did we get a Bills-Packers Super Bowl? It's going to be one of those. And my opinion, I no matter what, Tom, Aaron Rodgers is getting his second ring this year. I don't care who they play, what they do, they're getting their second ring. That's all I feel. Okay. Tolu? For the NFC, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback ever, so... And he's got Devontae Adams. He's playing, and Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level. He's a bad man. I think the Packers are going to get it done, even whether it snows or not. I think the Packers will defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they will move on to the Super Bowl. For the AFC, if Mahomes doesn't play, the Bills will win. If Mahomes does play... I think the Bills are going to pull off this upset and defeat the Kansas City Chiefs by 30 to 21. I guarantee you. Wait, not 21. No, wait, hold on. Let me rethink, let me rethink that. <laughs> <laughs> let me rethink that. Okay. For a second. You had me for a second. I was, I was, about, to say you were, I was about to say you were a brave motherfucker for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me rethink that. Okay. The Bills will defeat. Let let me be a little respectful. The Bills will defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 33 to 30. Patty Mahomes will be sitting on the couch next to my boy Lamar Jackson, and he'll know the pain that I've been going (laughs) He'll know the pain. He will know the pain of not. yeah, he'll know that pain. And Josh Allen will get to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers will eat him, eat him up for lunch. Aaron Rodgers will get a second ring and we'll move on to the offseason. Thank you. That's my take. All right. I mean, whatever you're smoking well. on, Tulu. <laughs> <laughs> so, for for me, um, I mean, as far as uh, Bucks Packers go, um, I think... Tom Brady is definitely going to make it interesting. Um, but, I mean, come on. AFC Championship game, possibly a snow game at Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers playing, like, the best quarterback ever right now. I'm sorry, Trey. I, I-, I love the Bucs champ, but there's just no chance. It's too much offensive firepower. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And he's going to get the job done for uh, for the Packers. And as far as AFC Championship game goes, Bills, uh, Chiefs, y'all know my pick. That's no disrespect to the Chiefs, Sean. I got to go with the Bills. Josh Allen, he's got to find a way, man. That defense, I think they're going to get one or two good turnovers. They're going to set up Josh Allen in that offense for some touchdowns. And that is ultimately going to – I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. The Bills defense getting key turnovers, and that's what will help this team. So I, I got the I got the Bills winning uh, that game and upsetting Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs at the Arrowhead for Packers Bills Super Bowl. Trey, you didn't learn last week, and you haven't learned this week. Tom Brady coming out on top. 
let's move on uh, now. Uh, transitioning into uh, into the NBA, back to the NBA. We now bring in our uh, basketball analyst, Keith. Keith, welcome back to the podcast. How you doing, man? Yo, fellas, good to see y'all, man. What's up, Keith? What's up? Yo. All right, Keith. So uh, uh, the question that I wanted to, to bring to you uh, this week, um, uh, as of recording this episode right now, it's Martin Luther King Day. Um, and I know that your your knowledge for the game is, is vast. So I want to ask you, um, what is your most favorite MLK Day game uh, from the NBA in recent memory? Yeah, it's a great question uh, when you added that recent part, right? When we go back yeah. and, uh, you know, I actually don't have to go back too far. Just last year, Damian Lillard went off for 61 points on MLK Day against the Warriors. And he gave it to him all types of ways, man. You know, three balls, split in the screen, layups, mid-range. You know, Dame was incredibly efficient and incredibly effective. Um, you know, I don't think people gave him as much respect. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of knows that. So, um, you know, every time, every time he gets to, to doing his thing, that's what he's huffing about. That's what he's um, that's what he's barking about. You know, put some respect on his name. He's a flat-out fucking baller, man. I think. Um, I don't know if it's the Portland market or what it is, but like for whatever reason, like he just doesn't get as much love as he should, right? We've seen him get snubbed for a couple All Stars here and there, but uh, as far as MLK Day performance, I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard lighting up the Warriors for 61 points. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know why he doesn't get as much love as other guards. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know what it is. He's an assassin. He is. Uh, he was logo Lillard before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, that's no shade to Steph. Steph's incredibly great. Hall of Famer. Probably one of the best shooters, if not the best shooter ever. But before Steph was pulling them, them deep shots, Dan was logo Lillard, man. We're talking about going back to 2013, 2014. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's shit. I mean, if, if you want to go back even further, I remember when he played in college at Weber State. Like, he was always – he always had good feel for the game and just – he just lit it up. He lit it up with MLK Day for 61 points. A lot of threes, but a lot of in-between baskets, too. It's funny because, um, you know, part of what that game, they got the they got the W, but part of what that game doesn't dictate is, like, you know, he was, he had a high field goal percentage, and he shot a lot of mid-ranges. Like, he got to his mid-range, but, like, you know, analytics say that mid-range are dead. So, I mean, that's kind of like I'm always a fan when you can see a player, you know, kind of like – not only negate what the uh, status quo might be, but at the same time dominate in more ways than one. So, like, I don't know. He's pretty good. Um, that's the MLK Day performance. Now, as far as the, the Trailblazers and um, future context, do they get a championship anytime soon? Don't make me talk bad about the Trailblazers, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But uh, that's the performance I got for you guys. Dame Lillard, 61 points last year against the Warriors. Did he sell his shoes for like all his every single shoe on the market, or every single pair of his shoes for like sixty one dollars too, or some shit like that? That's right. That he did do that. That's yeah, a great. That last year, right? Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, it went on the website and everything. Now, yeah, yeah it was everywhere, bro. That's a great observation, TK. Yep, 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 yep. That's the that's the performance I got for you guys. Okay. And uh, as of uh, recording this on Monday, um, all the other MLK games going on right now. Uh, the biggest one that I wanted to highlight: uh, Bucks Nets. Uh, Nets ended up winning that one by two. 
123. Uh, Josh Fish with uh, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, it just wasn't enough. James Harden finished with 34 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, Kevin Durant finished with 30 points, uh, 6 assists, and 9 rebounds. Kyrie's getting so, traded. Kyrie's getting traded. I mean, Remember, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Kyrie, I just, hearing that, bro, you have enough oof. with James Harden and Kevin Durant to win the East and make it to the finals. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving, they're gonna trade Kyrie, bro. Kyrie, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna call that. I'm calling that right now. Kyrie Irving is getting traded. If he's if he doesn't get traded, they will probably pay him out. Pay him out to let him go, bro. Because, dude, like, I, you don't need Kyrie, bro. Like Kyrie is about to be a sad motherfucker, bro. Because when he, can you imagine being on a team that doesn't need you? <laughs> with, the, with, the, with, with the type of ego and mindset that Kyrie has. Bro, that's gonna fucking that's really gonna fuck with his mind, bro. Like he's either gonna ask for a trade, he's just gonna continue to not come to games or or not play in games, or or or, or, or he's gonna retire. Or he, he's gonna be the most toxic player slash diva that we've seen in recent memory. The most the most interesting, the most interesting thing about the Nets, um you know, I had to sit back and put this in context. But the most interesting thing about the Nets is, like, if you look at their top guys, like Kevin Durant went from, you know, his own franchise in Oklahoma City to the Warriors and to the Brooklyn Nets. And part of the move to the Brooklyn Nets was like, okay, you know, we haven't seen you do it on your own, right? Katie's a pleaser. He, you know, and that's that's what the um, the talk has been in the, in the back of his head, in the back of his ears, right? Like, you haven't been able to do it on your own. All right. Let me go take this franchise. I'm going to do it on my own here. Cool. Sweet. Now, Kyrie is the same thing, right? Kyrie's in the league for a couple of years. Runs with the Cavs. Doesn't get it done. Braun ends up on the Cavaliers. Kyrie never asked for that. But, you know, he becomes Robin to LeBron's Batman. And, um, you know, ends up getting stamped, gets a ring, right? But the chirping in the back of Kyrie's ear is like, okay, yeah, you put him over the hump. You, you hit the game-winning shot. But at the same time, like, you could never do it on your own. Like, you could never do it on your own, right? So he goes to Boston right after Boston has a heck of a year with these young guys. So they're, they're telling him, like, I mean, yeah, you're here, but, like, you're, you're about to fit in with us. You ain't about to change what we're doing. Doesn't work out, ends up leaving. So now him and KD have their own team, right? So once again, the, the, the context and the story to these guys, if you have not been able to do it on your own or running your own team, right, they finally get what they want, both of them. Lo and behold, you know, James Harden, he's texting his man's KD. He's like, yeah. I done ran Houston into the ground. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here, right? So, uh, you know, what's up? You trying to hoot with me? KD's not going to tell his man's no. <laughs> He's not going to tell his man's no. So now, here we have James Harden, who lands in Brooklyn, right? Lands in Brooklyn. But James Harden, you got, what was it, eight years in Houston? Eight years he ran the show? You know, a couple uh, postseason appearances, like, Coastal Western Conference Final. Might have got one, I don't remember. But, like, he's proven that he can do it on his own. So now you got these guys loaded up. And Kyrie becomes number three. <laughs> involuntarily again. You know what I'm saying? When all Kyrie has ever wanted to be is number one. That's all he's ever wanted to be. And that's, that's the problem. So depressing. You can't, you can't win a championship with Kyrie. Like, you... And I don't think... I don't think he can take that. it. Yeah, that. I don't think it's meant to You can't to win a championship with Kyrie being your number one guy, your number one option. Kyrie, I was has gonna to be, say, Kyrie has to be a number two. Go ahead, PC. I was gonna say, I think Kyrie 
Kyrie can be your first options. I don't know where, but I think he has definitely has potential of being that first option. I think that he needs that that Robin, like he needs you know the Robin to his Batman. And, and you know now it's just not going to be with Brooklyn anymore. You know I think that Kyrie with the right mindset, you know, fully healthy, is fully capable of being like a top ten player in this league. We've seen him before be like that top five point guard that we all, you know, know that he's capable of. And, you know, that goes back to his mindset. Like, where where does he want to be right now? Like, obviously, like, Brooklyn is not the place he needs to be right now, especially for his mental. So, mm. and they're winning without him. So, like, I'm curious on, you know, how this, like, Kyrie story is going to, you know, work itself out because Kyrie, he's a great player. We all know he's great. Just where is he going to be great at now? Because it's it's not going to be Brooklyn. Yeah, that's unfortunate for him. But that's super unfortunate for him. We love like we love him, but at the same time, like at some point, the narrative like this is the thing. I, this is the thing I'm not crazy about in 2020, 2021, right? You know, we live in a world where optics becomes the truth, right? It used to be, you know, if you're close enough to the situation, you get an understanding of what's going on, the truth will eventually come out. But nowadays, because we're so we're, we're driven by what it looks like, perspectives, you know, what I'm saying optics. From the outside looking in, you know what I mean? We've heard it with the Cavs, he was an issue. We heard it with the Celtics, he was an issue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, here he is with Brooklyn. We've seen him sit out for whatever reason. We don't know. He didn't help himself by saying he felt like sitting out. He didn't help himself, you know, by saying that. But now, like, third team, you know what I mean, where they're trying to give him the reins, and at the same time, there are people that tell him, like, like, yeah, you know, I don't really, we don't really get along with that guy. So, like, at some point, you know, People paint this narrative of you, and that becomes the truth. So, like, you know, I think Kyrie is incredibly intelligent. I think he is. Um, I thought I also think he's incredibly fra- fragile, not in a negative way, but in a in a way That's that nice. he is That's very, very much aware and intentional of how he uses his energy and how he shares his mental energy, and he does not want to. He just doesn't want to be a guy that has to, like, you know use his mental to prop up the media that is the NBA or the stories that are in the NBA. Like, he'd rather not buy into that. But, you know, every time he takes a step to, you know, kind of fight that, he gets penalized for it. And, um, you know, and why he gets penalized, they also deem him as difficult. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now with the Brooklyn Nets. I do think, um, yeah, here's a question. When have the, the Nets or the East been uh, this much of a cool story, right? More, more, year, more years than not in this last decade, we'd always talk about the West, but, like, you know, everything's popping off in the East this year. So that's kind of interesting to see. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How Kyrie was like, I don't want to play with LeBron. I want to be the number one guy. Then he's, once, then he's ended up being the number three guy in Brooklyn. Kind of ironic. Grass, <laughs> grass ain't always green out the other side, buddy. Tough stretch, tough stretch. I think I think they'll end up leaving. He might get traded. Who knows? Not a fan, I guess. But I think that he'll stay in New York. They can make it work. Besides, Ooh, if they gave him to the Knicks. Oh Knicks. To Kyrie would be perfect for New York City. He would be perfect. Dude, I mean, if they put, if they put if Kyrie... him on the Knicks, the Knicks have to do a really, really good job of insulating him. 
But if they put him on the Knicks with all those young pieces, bro, and he could just have the ball in his hands and run up and down the floor, bro, that's the worst part about New York media, right? Like, you know, we we want to win and we want to compete, but I mean, more than anything, a, we want to sell tickets. So, like, I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, bro. Y'all can go ahead and fucking knock that that motherfucking Kyrie to the Knicks theory out, bro. Because first of all, let me tell you, let me tell you how, let me tell you something, bro. If there was any chance of Kyrie going to the Knicks, that's that's all out the window now that you literally got KD and James Harden in New York with you, bro. If you go to the Knicks, you're basically a number two in New York because all the spotlight is going to be where? In Brooklyn. He's a number two James Harden. with the, he's a number exactly. two in the so, city, but a number one option on the team. <laughs> he, like, and he wants to be a number Kyrie, one option on the team. It don't matter what team. He just wants to be the guy. Kyrie would shoot himself in the face, bro, if that happened. <laughs> so he would, like, he would not stay in New York. That motherfucker would request a trade. You think he don't want to go? You he, think that he's not I think he would. I mean, it's a chance. Point, he's from Kyrie Jersey just, too. Kyrie just exactly. So I mean, bro, Kyrie just really needs to fucking bro. He needs to swallow his pride, let go of that ego, bro. He yeah, we're saying ego, that like, you're not five, six years later, right? Swallow your pride. The man can't do it, bro. Right. <laughs> I know, bro. And that's, the, that's the problem. That's the problem, bro. Because he's he gonna have to now. Because. I don't even know who the number one option with KD and James is now, bro. Like, I feel it's, like I, I, I feel it's, like it's the one A and one B. Exactly, the one A one B. So that would that would make Kyrie too. Kyrie ain't gonna. Kyrie not you know what's you know what's scary about James Harden going to that team too, is the fact that like you know in in a league full of load management and guys taking games off, like you know we could crack jokes about James Harden weight. We could crack jokes about, you know, what the fuck he does off the floor, but the man shows up to play every single yep. game. So, like, now KD's mm-hmm. got a guy where he's going to be there every single exactly. And he's a 35, 40-point bucket getter every single game. Exactly. Scary. Exactly. Scary. Shit, if you had to choose, who would you... Yeah, this, is the, this is the question the world don't want to ask, but, like, we need to go ahead and ask it. Not even if you're KD. In general... Any stud on your team. You got any stud on your team, and then you have to choose between having Kyrie or James Harden on your team as well. Who do you pick? All right, let me tell you something, bro. So here, well, James Harden. I'm going to say Harden. I'm going to say Harden. I'd say Harden. That's the obvious answer, but, like, y'all got to think of it outside as him and Kyrie are, like, best friends, bro. So what I would personally do is I'm taking Kyrie, and I'm sitting his ass down and be like, look, nigga. What's your mindset, bro? Like, like, what's what's really going on, bro? Like, what what are you really doing, bro? Like, are you coming back? Are you not coming back? Do you want to be here still? Are you in? Are you out? like, you feel me? Like, you you like, they have that kind of bond to where he can actually have that. Kind of, that's why this is a different type of situation. Dude. Of course, I'm gonna choose James Harden, bro. Of course, but before I choose James Harden, I'm gonna sit down with my boy and be like, look, man, this is just not working out, dog. Like, I know Dude. we have plans to come to New York and take New York over and do all this shit, bro, but. Like you've got too much shit going on right now. Like you the funny part is, I think I think James Harden pulled the friend card too. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, Katie, we was friends first, so you know, open up a spot for me, y'all." <laughs> and, 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 and listen, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's first. what's going on. KD is KD's not the type of nigga to put his foot down. KD's he's very soft. He's gonna let his man slide. I don't mean soft like I don't mean soft like in a bad way. I mean he's very soft like. like as in, he, he doesn't deal with confrontation well. Yeah, he's so very like, Kind of like what Keith <laughs> said. Like, if, if you had Kyrie, who you agreed to come to the team with, 
And now, if James Harden goes behind Kyrie's back, because I don't know how cool Kyrie and James are, I just know they was practicing over the summer shooting buckets and shit, but nigga, everybody fucking do that, nigga. So that means nothing to me. He, I told, mean, he told his man's KD, hey, I'm trying to get up out of here, man. What's up? Exactly. And KD, he's KD didn't KD. tell him no, but he probably didn't tell him yes either. KD's, but he didn't tell him not, no. the type of, KD's not the type of nigga to, be, to, to think. Like, he's going to be like, damn, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do, bro. Like, what do I do? What do I do? I, I got to make James happy. I got to make Kyrie happy. Instead of just putting your mind together and be like, all right, I'm going to fucking bring James here because that's gonna, that's the best thing. I got to face the Lakers, bro. If, I'm, if, I'm, if, the, if the goal is to beat the Lakers, I need James Harden, bro. Because me and Kyrie mm-hmm. would not be enough. I don't know how mm-hmm. y'all feel, but I said Lakers in five if the fucking Nets had KD and Kyrie. I, that just, it was it was good. That would have been a nice little finals, whatever, but it, was, it wouldn't have been enough. Now you got James Harden. So if I'm if I'm KD, I'm thinking James Harden is going to win me a championship. James Harden has, has the best chance to win me a championship. With Kyrie, I don't have that, bro. The nigga not even, bro, we not even fucking 20 games in a season. The nigga already at fucking home, bro. Chilling. Zoom but once again, James Harden's going to play every yeah. single night. James Harden is going to be there 82 games, no load management, 42 minutes every night, bro. Mm. I'm so, I'm mm. taking James Harden, bro. Like, this and is I think another thing, too, yeah. surprisingly, he's very durable, right? Like, he, how many times has he sat to being hurt? Not often. I don't even think about I don't it. Like, think James like, Harden he, ever. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably had a that's couple impressive. games out here and there, but I don't think he's ever missed. Numerous games in a row, you feel me? Over and so that's another not at thing. All. Whereas psh, Kyrie has, I, imagine how many how many games Kyrie has missed, bro. Like, I don't think he's ever even played in seventy games in a whole season, bro. Like mm. since his rookie year, nigga, and that was damn near like five, six, seven years ago. So, I mean, with Tough Kyrie, stretch. you know what you're gonna get with Kyrie. You you'll you'll get you'll get you'll have a chance to get to the finals. With I feel like with James Harden. You will get to the finals. It okay. goes from a chance to will. You feel me? Okay. So, solid, KD solid. will have to put his foot down and tell these niggas, you want to win or you not want to win. He probably can't, understand. but he's going to have to. We already know he's a very quiet guy. But if he's serious about winning, he's going to tell Kyrie, get that shit together. Because Harden can solid. help them win. Like nigga wear a size 14 and he can't hard. put that big ass foot down. Nigga, put your foot down yeah. and Same. figure out what the fuck is going <laughs> on, He had to put them right. Sure. <laughs> and also, well, I'm going to say one more thing. You know what also plays effect in this? <laughs> Steve Nash. Him yeah. not being a real coach, he, he doesn't know how to handle this either. I mean, right. when you guys think about it, remember, Kyrie fucking said that you don't need a coach. To run a team, bro, or, or, yeah. or something in those realms, bro. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm really interested to see how this plays off in the playoffs. Because I can tell you right now, they with the roster they have now, I'm just assuming that they'll they'll boost their roster and fix their roster and then get to the finals to face us. But with the roster they have now, they wouldn't make it to the finals. The Celtics would beat them. The Sixers would beat them. The Heat would probably beat them. I mean, that's just three teams already right there that could beat them if they don't get a center. Or so I mean I'm assuming that they'll make some, you know, changes to the roster. But I don't know, bro. Kyrie, I just feel like if the if the if I'm the Nets right now, what I'm doing, I don't know how you feel. But if I'm the Nets, I'm taking Kyrie. I'm putting Kyrie on the trade market. I'm saying, look, yeah. I'm willing to trade Kyrie for a center. I, I I'm willing to trade my one of my one of the best players in the league. Kyrie's definitely a top. 10, 15, 20 ish at the most player in the league. 
I'm willing to trade that for a center, bro. That's mm. the first thing they need to do is get a center. They need a big, badly. I don't know who, but they need a big. Yeah, they do. Go ahead. So I don't know if this would be the best time to trade Kyrie of being the quarantine. His value's you know never been lower. That, and you know what makes it so much harder? Let's say Kyrie really is get, really is involved, right? Like, he really is. He, he really buys in, right? The contract for one. Number two, if you try, if Kyrie finds out, that's the minute that Kyrie starts balling again and he buys in, and he, you feel me, he's getting his points and everything, that's the moment you have to trade him, bro. If you go behind Kyrie's back doing that, what's to say that the nigga's not going to fucking go home and take more games off again? Now his fucking trade stock goes down again, bro. Right. So it's... it's Kyrie's a very special person, bro. And I'm, I'm done rough, talking about yeah. it because I can go on and on. I don't know if PC wanted to say something or... He's the bro. X back. I don't know. That was stretching. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, that's basically what I had to say about it. Kyrie is... I mean, Kyrie is a toxic, and literally the Nets might have just fucked themselves over because if Kyrie doesn't buy in, cool. You still got James Harden and KD. But now you got to pay this motherfucker, bro. Mm. You just waste the money at that point when you can be mm. fucking paying somebody else. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it's going to go out. Well, I see on that. But uh, we have to... What was that, Trey? Oh, no, I was just saying, if he keeps taking all these games off, I think they'll be done with him. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, he don't want to play. So, fuck right. him. We got Harden. We got KD. Let's go build up the defense and use Kyrie as an asset to trade. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll have to wait and see how that situation hands out. But we have to move on here on the podcast. Uh, we have to go now to everyone's favorite segment, uh, College Basketball Talk with our boys, Keith and John. Take it away, y'all. All right, all right. John, what's up, man? What's up? How are you? Cooling, man, cooling. All right. So, college basketball segment with you guys, all right? We're going to do our favorite three things, as we always do. So, we're going to speculate on teams' particular future as to what they're looking like moving now towards the NCAA tournament. We are going to praise and criticize coaches. And our third one, we're going to switch it up. We're going to switch it up just a little bit. We want to talk about some dark horses, some dark horses within the <clears throat> NCAA tournament. <clears throat> that being said, we can recap. Um, <laughs> going to highlight some of the main comp- competitions from the past weekend and just let you know what to look out for. Now, I realize on the schedule, I noticed we had the Zags up there. The Zags are still rolling, still really, really fucking good. The mm-hmm. only thing with the Zags is um, – you know, definitely a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken, West Coast or Mountain Region. So um, they don't have a lot of local fans as much as they have a lot of homers. They have a lot of people from Gonzaga or in that PAC conference, you know what I mean, <clears throat> who are really, really high on those guys. Um, off the top of my head, teams that I know won um, this past weekend. Ooh, I was actually really excited to talk about these guys. So Ohio State won this past weekend. They're ranked, I think they're 23rd, something like that. About mm-hmm. 23rd, really, really, really good. All right. What I liked about their particular game when watching them, they beat Illinois. That's why I was that's why I was excited. Illinois was a top 10 team this past year or so far. They beat Illinois. <clears throat> and what I liked about Ohio State is two things. They're strong as fuck. They're strong as fuck. And another thing, too, they're deep. They're like one through nine deep. And like 
They play a NBA ready style of basketball. Very, very physical, can switch one through five. Um, savvy, savvy dudes. And they're never really in a rush. That game wasn't rushed, and each team almost scored 90 points. So, like, Ohio State, that was my first time watching them this year, and I'm really, really excited about what they look like. Um, real, real solid. I think Illinois, they beat them. I think it's safe to say Illinois was overhyped. They started off really hot, but they just haven't been able yeah. to find their way. Mm-hmm. They gave the point, got a little bit more touches, um, Corbello, but he just seems to um, – he's really good. It's just that they, I think they're playing him a little too much. He's, uh, he's a little out of control, so they got to – they got to figure that out. Um, that was one of my favorite wins from the past week. And, John, you have a favorite win? I do. I, I like the, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Mm. A dominant win over the red-hot Michigan Wolverines. Oh, yeah. Michigan was undefeated, guys. Yep. They completely killed him in the paint. They're... Liam Robbins went 22 points, three for three from the outside, eight rebounds. Um and really just shut that uh, hot rod, hot Michigan team down. Yeah, Minnesota Gophers. You got Richard Patino, that's his kid over there, coaching over them. Um, so I haven't really watched them yet, but I've heard good things about them. I know a lot about Michigan, though. Jawan Howard, we were just talking about him on the podcast the other uh, other week. They were mm-hmm. 11-0, and so now I believe they're 11-1. and But they haven't really fell off. Uh, really, really good team over there. Um, I have no doubt they'll bounce back. Um, that's a great win for Minnesota. Um, so other good win, we'll talk about Baylor over Texas Tech. It's interesting how this goes. So Texas Tech, Texas, and then Baylor. Texas, once again, is rolling. They got knocked off last weekend. The weekend before, they beat West Virginia on the buzzer beater. Last weekend, they got knocked off by a buzzer beater by Texas Tech. This weekend, Baylor beats Texas Tech, all right? Baylor beat Texas Tech um, kind of handily by about eight points, but um, Baylor's still the number two team in the nation. Uh, watched them play a couple times. They're not boring. They're just uh, they're just not they're a sexy really team, teams. but they're a really good team. Really, really good team. Veteran team, older guys, play solid. Um, you know, play through, their, play through their roles, all right? They have, like, a three-guard front where a lot of their offense comes from those three guards and everybody else kind of just fits into their roles. So they're pretty solid. They're pretty solid. Do they make a deep run in the NCAA tournament? I think it, it matters who they play. But, um... You know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So they beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I'm not really sold on like that. They still got the point guard, Matt McClellan, the transfer from um, Georgetown, the Virginia native, um, mm-hmm. Dunker. But, um, you know, he has good games sometimes, and at other times he has other good games too. It's just that he's not always a good teammate from game to game. That's the um, that's the scout on him right now. Um, John, when did Tennessee get into the top ten? That's got to be a fucking lie. <laughs> That's no, they, they've, they've been in the top 10 all year No they have not Tennessee yeah. basketball Yeah Tennessee basketball have been in the top 10 all year I don't believe they, you They were like preseason number 9 Moved up to number 7 Lost to an Alabama team who's on fire right now uh, Then that pushed them back to 9 Now they're up 6 hmm. I can confirm I can only confirm this because John has not shut the fuck up about it since this never started. The so I can conf- I can confirm that they that they definitely been top ten all season. Dude, I, I have like visions of Tennessee football and basketball in my sleep at times because the man will not <laughs> leave these motherfuckers alone. Jesus. All right. So um some notable uh we speculated on some futures of some good teams. Let's talk about our losers. How about we talk about our losers? Losers on the weekend. 
You got any, John? Oh, I got I got one. Uh, number eight, Creighton uh, drops at Butler, and uh, we were talking about Butler just host being a host of a regional of the NCAA tournament. Uh, okay. Last week, lost to a really bad Butler team uh, who was four and who was I guess three and seven at the time. Uh, Daya, I actually talked about earlier um, before you joined the podcast. Denzel Mahoney um, had. 29 points. He was mm. uh, Creighton's leading scorer. I don't know a whole lot about Baylor, but based on this game, they had three or three guys in double figures. Or no, four guys in double figures, but three guys really controlled a lot of the scoring. Uh, but really good win for the Butler Bulldogs. Solid, solid, solid. That's our loser. Um, I already talked about Illinois as a loser. If I had to give you one more... Um, We'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it commercial. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky played against a uh, a uh, rejuvenated Auburn team, uh, led by Sharif Cooper. Sharif went fucking berserk once again. That's the five ten five eleven guard I was telling you guys about. He went bananas on them. Um, I just don't see, you know, I just don't see how Kentucky manages to to tell us that those guys that are on the team right now at this moment in time are pros. They're just not. I do like the graduate transfer from Creighton, um, Davion Mintz. I like him a lot. But, like, those freshmen, Devin Askew, I'm just not high on him. And then the wings, Terrence Clark and then Brandon Boston, they just haven't figured it out. Like, And not only have they not figured it out, I don't think they've had a good game in forever. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how they convince us that these guys are pros. They're like six, seven, six, eight wings, slasher types. Rhythm scores, but they can't shoot worth a lick unless they're on fire. And um, they're having a hard time carrying that team, uh, which is, you know, it actually speaks to, it's amazing, right? It actually speaks to, like, the um, the genius of Coach Calipari because it's like he was able to do it with one and done as a freshman for years. And now you get these freshmen that come in and they're shook under the spotlight. They can't get it done. Um, so, you know, an underrated trait to be able to, um, you know, pull teams together with young guys and went out against high-level competition. But at the same time, he is one of our losers of the past week. So I will say, I will add on to Kentucky, a guy to kind of look out for, maybe probably won't, maybe not go pro this year, but a guy to look for in the future, a kid named Deontay Allen, he's a freshman. Nope, I knew he was going to say that. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> He's a shooter. Nope, he won't figure it out. He won't figure it out long enough. It's a reason like they had to beg to get him off the bench. He won't figure it out. Nope, not a pro. Nope. Nope, you're wrong on that one. You're wrong on that one. I like I like him a lot too. It's just that he he can't play defense and he's only catching and shoot. He can't do anything else. Uh, gotcha. I thought you were gonna say that too. I really did. All right, so we got our losers, we got our winners. Praises, praising and criticism. Coaches. Anybody you want to praise? Anybody you want to criticize from this past week? Um, I got, I got Chris Matt. Um, I predicted Louisville to maybe win the ACC this year, but yeah. they lost a bad uh, Miami team. Um, mm. Matt by uh, emerging Florida State team today. That's a good criticism. That's a good criticism. Louisville kind of flies under the radar right now because um. They're transitioning from, uh, you know, having a, a coach that was walling, letting strippers run up and down the dorms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now Chris Mack, Chris Mack, no nonsense Chris Mack. So that's actually kind of cool. That's a great criticism. It's a great one. Anybody want to praise? Um, not really. Or no. This time, yeah, vanilla. 
pra- praise, but uh, Laird Hamilton on the other end of that. Florida State, he, ACC he, basketball. They're they're getting rolling. Uh, it's about to be really scary for the ACC. How's uh, Scotty playing on that team? How's he been playing? He's been hurt. Has he really? Yeah, they're they're doing this all. They're doing all this without him. Scotty was supposed to be a top ten draft pick this year, guys, and he's mm-hmm. hurt. Scotty Barnes, I believe his yep. name is. Scotty Barnes, yep. Solid. Um, okay, praises and criticism. Who do I have? Criticize. Um, I'll go Duke. You know what I mean? I'll go Duke basketball. They are not in the papers this year for anything good. Uh, and I'm criticizing them, and I might be a little bit of an asshole because they're winning games, but they're not beating anybody, right? They're beating, like, Boston College. Wait they're beating, us. like, fucking, you know, bottom of the ACC. Um but, um, you know, continuity and fluidness on offense is still an issue. Um, lineups, they're still trying to manage that. And um, I just don't see – I just don't see them getting better, right? You know, Coach K does mm-hmm. a heck of a job by midseason by getting guys a lot better than they were and getting them to buy into being around each other early. Um, it's probably the crazier thing about the pandemic is it's revealing, you know, the mental toughness of one team to the next. So, like – for whatever reason, they've just not adjusted to being able to play well within the pandemic, which, you know, in actual cases, who should, right? Like, you know, right. in all lessons, part of this is crazy as shit that we have professional sports still going on, amateur sports still going on. But um, specifically that team, Duke, they have not adjusted well to um, playing during the pandemic. Um, so, you know, we're going to criticize Coach K and maybe they'll figure that out. And then praises. um Praises, praises, praises. I'll go. Uh, I'll go UVA. UVA won out against Clemson. Uh, beat them by thirty. Beat them mm-hmm. by thirty. So you know they they implemented a defensive plan. They like to guard, and they don't like teams to score over a certain amount of points. Usually about 50, 50 some points. I think they gave up fifty three, but they ended up winning by uh, thirty, about thirty two points. So they won eighty five, fifty three, which is a rare uh, type of win for UVA. People were giving them shit to start. Uh, Kihei Clark, another undersized guard. Um, they got uh, the big fella, too. I forget his name. Not Hoss. They got a Hauser brother, but they got the big fella, too. Uh, stretch five, big man with the beard. I forget his name, but he's pretty good, too. So uh, we'll see. I always like how they get down. They're a team that literally gets better and better throughout the year. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, they come into their own because I would love to see them um, do their thing. Uh, later in the season. So, um, other than that, uh, dark horses, John, close out the segment. Any dark horses moving into the NCAA tournament? They're gonna have 68 teams. I think we talked about it last mm-hmm. podcast. They're gonna host yeah. it within Indianapolis or Indiana. Yeah. Um, so as we move forward to the 68 teams, the field of 68, you have any dark horses in college basketball, any league, any program that comes to mind that you think might have a shot to make a little bit of a run? I got two. I'll, I'll give you a mid-major, then I'll give you a power five team. Okay. My, mid, my mid-major is Boise State, uh, currently 12-1. and one. They're only lost being into a top-10 Houston team. Just five five players in scoring double figures. Uh, obviously, that's scary for any power five opponent they face. Um, really good basketball team. I don't know a whole lot about them, but they're definitely someone who are more watching the – Anybody that goes undefeated, you know, is a problem. So right, yeah. Yep. Uh, my power five team is Colorado, Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, they're currently seventh in the net, which is 
what how they're adding teams to the NCAA tournament this year. Um, that's three, only a three-loss team. My balls actually beat them uh, at by nine, four, uh, 56-47 to start the year. Mm. Uh, but they just knocked off a really good Oregon team. Solid, solid. So those are your dark horses for the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I like. Uh, I haven't seen any of those teams. I haven't seen Boise State or Colorado. Um, Colorado, in years past, have had you know made a little bit of noise in the tournament, but I haven't. I haven't watched them as of recently. Um, my dark horses. They're actually probably going to be a little bit more popular. Um, Got to show love to this group again. I know. I know people are not a fan of this take, but I really like LSU basketball. I like LSU basketball. Them dirty motherfuckers. Them dirty, grimy, cheating ass program. I like. I like how. You know, aside from the stigma of the program against the players and what they're doing on the floor, I like them. Cam Thomas is incredible. Um, he might be edging out Jalen Suggs for freshman of the year um, just because Jalen Suggs is kind of like taking a little bit of a reserve role and buying into Gonzaga's team concept. He doesn't have to do it on his own. But Cam Thomas is a stud freshman. He's really good. Um, they still have Javante Smart who's balling out. And then they have that Watford kid who was really good. I, I keep making the comparison of a Michael Beasley. He reminds me of a Michael mm-hmm. Beasley. Um, he can score. He's streaky shooting it. But at the same time, like, he has, you know, he has the frame. He has the body to kind of get get on the floor and do whatever he wants on the defense and the offensive side. But sometimes, like, you know, and it's just a young guy thing, a young player's thing. Sometimes these guys tend to over-dribble. You know what I mean? You don't have when when you're so dominant, you're a player that can do what you want on the floor, manipulate the defense however you want it. Like, pick your spot and go. You know, don't play with it. Conserve energy by picking your spot and going. But you know, he kind of over dribbles it, which is okay. But LSU is my dark horse team, and I'm actually going to stay in the SEC. I like Arkansas, I like Muscleman, and those guys. They're slowly but surely coming together. That's my other dark horse team, and uh, that is our college basketball segment. All right, thank you, boys. Build up on our college content for sure. Uh, moving on to the podcast. Now going to our mini game of the week is our one word answers. Um, for everyone has a refresher. All you have to do is uh, give one word to the sports situation that you're given. So, John, I'll start with you. Uh, we're going to do this uh, championship weekend style this weekend. Or excuse me, this week. Uh, so, one word to describe how Chief fans should feel going into the AFC Championship game. I'm going to say confident. Uh, I'm going to explain that a little bit. You get, as I said earlier in the podcast, Mahomes will be playing. You get Clyde back. You potentially get Sammy, playoff Sammy back. And playoff Sammy is a, a different animal. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say confident is my, my word. Okay. So, Trey, I'll go to you now. One word to describe how Bill fans should feel going into the AFC Championship game. Terrified. Oh. Fuck Elaborate. Them. Elaborate. Fuck Orchard <laughs> Park. Fuck the Bills. Fuck everything about upstate New York. Fuck Bills Mafia. Fuck Josh Allen. Fuck Sean McDermott. Fuck Shavon Diggs. Oh fuck gosh. all them niggas over there that play for the Bills. Bitch ass niggas. See y'all next year. Get the hate out of your heart, bro. Honestly. My goodness. All right, Solu, I'll I'll go to you now. Uh, 
So this one I made specifically for you. Mm. But tell me how Lamar Jackson should feel after losing in the AFC Divisional. I want to say mad, but at the same time, like, honestly, if I'm Lamar, I'm hesitant. I want to explain, explain why. Because Lamar, okay. Lamar has a – Lamar's contract is ending soon. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not signing that contract. I'm not even, I'm not even acknowledging a contract extension until they get me a number one receiver. That's okay, what I, total, I see that's, you. That's, wow. If I'm Lamar Jackson, until they get me somebody that is over five foot nine that I can <laughs> go to, I'm not signing that contract. That's, if, that's why I said hesitant. That's why I said hesitant. I like that answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. All right, uh, CC, I'll go to you now. One word to describe how Baker Mayfield should feel after losing in the AFC Divisional. Baker should feel happy, I guess, because he made it further than everybody that's been on that QB list, the Cleveland Browns QB list. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, CK, let's go to you now, my friend. Um, one word to describe how Packer fans should feel going into the AFC Championship game. Nervous. Oh, wow. Or okay. Extremely. Anxious is the word, actually. Anxious. The reason why I say anxious is because although I'm, I'm picking Green Bay to win, if any team can beat Green Bay, it's this it's this red hot Tampa Bay team. It's red hot Tom Brady, who's playing the best he's played all year with on this Tampa team. This is the time that you don't want to see Tom Brady playing at his best right now. But at the same time, you can say the same thing for Aaron Rodgers. So I would say anxious, and I would say only because although I'm picking Green Bay to win, you should still be nervous about having to face Tom Brady in that dangerous shitload of fucking weapons they have over there on offense. And the defense is also clicking at the right time, too. So, yeah, I'd say anxious. All right. I agree. All right, Space, on to you now. Uh, Biased opinion aside, one word to describe how Tom Brady should feel going into the FC Championship. Tom Brady should be afraid. Very afraid. (laughs) All right, John, I'll, I'll go to you now. Or back to you, I should say. One word to describe how Ram fans should feel about their loss in the NFC Divisional. Mm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, pissed off. Just yeah, well, right. yeah, I'll say pissed. Um, just teams didn't team didn't really show up. Uh, I know your, I know our, I know their quarterback was hurt and everything, but you're getting paid. Basically, the NFL version of a match contract, and to not show up, just yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say pissed. Or no, I'm not gonna say pissed off. I'm gonna say frustrated. Frustrated is my word. Frustrated. It's a good word. All right, space back to you now. One word to describe how Drew Brees should feel now that, he, for all we know, is officially retired. Content. If I was 
I was if I was Drew Brees, he had a great year, a great, you know, career. I feel like just because he went outside doesn't mean that he should like you know should dwell on it. Mm. Like, that's how I, I feel. That's how I feel he should feel. I agree. All right, CK, back to you. Uh, this is an MMA question. Uh, so recently, uh, Conor McGregor went on ESPN uh, to tell them, and I quote, uh, about Khabib, uh, I think he's afraid to fight me. That's for damn sure. I don't blame him. I know exactly what to face. I fought the best of him that night, and he fought the worst of me that night. He knows it. I know it. His team knows it. I have the answer to destroy that man. So, one word to describe how Khabib should feel about fighting McGregor again. I mean, I guess he should feel unbothered, I guess. I guess would be the best word. I mean, I love Conor McGregor, bro. Like, he's my favorite UFC fighter of all time. But, mm-hmm. dude, come on, dog. Dude, please don't. don't you, the, the whole world had to see you get your fucking ass whooped, bro. And we all love you, Conor McGregor. We all love you, bro. Please don't make us watch that shit again. Don't stay your ass or at home or doing whatever the fuck you're doing with the Floyd millions that you're still sitting on right now. Relax. I can tell you right now, nobody wants to see that fight again, bro. I'm sorry. So, Conor, Khabib should feel unbothered. That's the best word I can come up with. All right. Uh, Tolu, I'll go to you now. I know you're probably the only other person except me that uh, watches WWE in here. I don't know if you've been keeping up recently, but uh, in two weeks at the Royal Rumble, Goldberg, 53-year-old Goldberg, uh, mm. is going to get a shot at the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. So, mm-hmm. one word to describe how Drew McIntyre should feel about facing Goldberg for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. Scared. Scared. scared, scared, bro. Have you seen Goldberg Spears, bro? That dude, Goldberg is fifty-three years old. Fifty-three years old. It don't matter. You say Drew McIntyre, right, PC? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, Drew McIntyre, he used to be ass, but now he's nice. I think he's he'll. Have ass. Go, Goldberg I don't even know who McIntyre is. I think McIntyre will handle him easily. Oh, well, I'm not say easily. Nah. I pray. We do not need Goldberg as WWE champion. If we could just have Goldberg just go away, go inside like a little hole for the rest of his life, <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I do not care about Goldberg, bro. Nobody wants Goldberg as champion in 2021. No, no yeah. fan that's been that. watching WWE. I don't know. Vince McMahon just fucking things up. Vince McMahon. I know. Vince McMahon, he needs to he needs to retire too. He's probably gonna <laughs> die at his position. And I'm not that that's not like that's not an exaggeration. That's probably that's probably exactly what's gonna happen. But I wanna smash Stephanie. Someone Triple H needs to take over officially, full time. That's What's best for business, you know how they say. <laughs> yes, sir. Authority style. Uh, Trey, I'm actually uh, go to you now uh, to talk about Zach Levine. Uh, because in the last five games, Zach Levine, he has averaged 32 points per game, uh, almost seven assists per game, is shooting over 55% from three. Uh, and just recently put out a 45-point performance. So, 
One word to describe how Zach Levine should be feeling about his recent play. Great. Great. Putting up good numbers. Carrying. He's actually, what you call it? He's balling. He's playing real good basketball. I agree. I think think he's playing the best season of his career right now. I agree. Yeah, for sure. All right, John. uh, I'll go to you now. Uh, So... This is actually for Trey Young, opposite of uh, what Zach Levine has been doing. Um, Trey Young, he's been averaging 18 points per game, uh, uh, four assists, and has been shooting under 50% in the last five games. So, one word to describe how Trey Young should be feeling about his recent play. Mind you, with the reports coming out of uh, John Collins being frustrated with the offense, I'm, I'm going to go unbothered. Um, it's a long season, obviously. Everyone has their rough stretch of games, uh, but if it continues out another, we'll say five or six games, and maybe start worrying a little bit. But as of right now, I'm bothered. Plus, plus my guy DeAndre, my my draft crush DeAndre Hunter, uh, has been balling of late. So you kind of do do what you can. Fair enough. Uh, CC, back to you now. Uh, this is actually a question about the Yankees. We touched on them a little bit earlier in the chat. Um, but one word to describe how Yankee fans should feel about their chances of winning the 28th World Series? 28, 29? Um, happy, I guess. Look, we're in the same, we've been in the same position the last couple years. Mm-hmm. We've had all the pieces. But the one thing that held us back is health, literally. Yep. Either we're all healthy, um, we're not healthy in the playoffs, or we're hurt in the regular season. It just comes down to health. Mm-hmm. And for one, another thing I wanted to speak on, um, Gary Sanchez has got to be more consistent this season. He can't be oh, I'm going to be hot this month and then completely shit the bed in the playoffs? Or, yeah, he just got to be more consistent. I can't wait to get rid of him. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Just... Gary Sanchez was fucking good when he came in. the His first couple seasons, but these last couple seasons, he's been, like, inconsistent, can't stay healthy, and it's low-key annoying. Yeah, that's that's the thing about Gary Sanchez. When he's good, he's really, really good. But when he when he sucks, oh my god, <laughs> it, it's terrible. Like, and then he's still not consistent on um. He's not consistent on defense. Mm-hmm. He dropped. He has a lot of pass balls and such. I just need more consistency from him. And then another thing I want to speak on. Is can Giancarlo Stanton stay healthy? Can Aaron Judge stay healthy? Mm. All right. Heard from the Yankee fan himself. Uh, Keith, this uh, last question is actually for you. Uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier um, in your segment, uh, but one word to describe how Gonzaga fans should feel about their chances of winning the national championship this year. First word that comes to mind is confident. Um, once again, they got an incredibly skilled group of guys. 
uh, who are veteran savvy, high IQ. They trust their coach, Mark Few. And um, I mean, if anything, you know, the, the knock on Gonzaga has always been that they play in a conference that's not as loaded with competition, right? So like they run the, they run the table years and years running. But the reason we give them so much respect is when they play top 25 teams, they play really, really well. So I'd say confident. I say really confident. It'll be interesting to see how the NCAA slots their schedule or their run to the final four games. So, um, you know, if the NCAA wants to, I don't want to say give them a pass, but if they want to show them respect, the run will be kind of easy versus they really want to see what they're about. Um, they'll slot them against a lot of really, really good teams. But to be honest, if there's a team that can handle playing against really, really good teams night in and night out, you know what I mean, with a solid five, solid eight guys, I put my money on Gonzaga, and then after that, maybe Texas. But, um, yeah, confident. All right. I agree. Um, Moving on to the podcast, we come to that point where we get everyone's hot takes of the day. Y'all know the drill. Any sports situation of any kind, give me a hot take, starting with you, TK. Kyrie Irving is going to be traded for a center in the league. The center, I believe that it will be, and I also feel like the okay. I also feel like the Celtics will get in on this mix. It's going to be for Miles Turner. They're gonna. I I I don't know if it's going to be a three-team trade, a four-team trade again, but somehow, some way, Kyrie's going to end up in Indiana. Miles Turner will end up in Brooklyn. Brooklyn will go on to the finals to face the Lakers. Lakers will win in six. Lakers will win in seven. Hot take. That's an interesting prospect. I even think about Miles Turner. I forgot all about that, dude. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Go ahead, uh, Trey. (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay, hot take for me. Gary Kubiak. Oh. End up on the Eagles. Oh, as my an God. offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> the OC. Oh, wait. You, you said you said offensive coordinator? I'm fine with all I'm fine with OC, not head coach. Yeah, he's real good OC. Oh, coach oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, if, if it was if it was the head coach, we would have had an issue, Trey. But I could see it. I could see him as Y'all I'm fine with him. McDaniels. Y'all are getting McDaniels. We I are not. PC, I just want to say this before you move on. If you get McDaniels, I'm, I'm telling you going... right now. You're going to love it. No. Uh, no. no. That is no, Tim no. Kelly 2.0. And I will end it there. He will work wonders with Jalen Hurts. Y'all are gonna make me start smoking again. How do you not want that? <laughs> okay. Don't want that on my team, please. Please, for all that's hurt, do not wish that on my team. Go yeah, ahead, John. I, see, I, don't, I don't even wish that on your team. Right. Here's my hot take mm. Stefan Diggs will oh. only have, we'll have under 60 yards receiving this week. Mm. Who's shutting them down? He had, he had, he only had. Then he was gonna say Legarius Sneed. 
he had he had, he had, he had 40 Ladarius don't sleep on Ladarius Steve. He's actually kind of nice. Stefan, I say that Stefan Diggs only had about 46 receiving yards when they played it in week six. I'd be shocked if he if he has under 60 yards, but I mean he did have 46 the first time, so playoffs from regular season, but hey. I hope y'all keep that nigga under 60. Fuck them weak-ass bills, but we're going to move oh. on before I get started again. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, CeCe. LeBron with an MVP this season. Ooh, I like that. Yes, sir. He won't My get goal. snubbed again? All right. Swing to point. Uh, or, excuse me, uh, Tolu, go ahead. Okay. <coughs> All right, this one, this was a basketball take, but this isn't really a take. But somebody, please, for the love of God, free Zach Levine. Somebody, I don't care who it is, somebody needs to trade for Zach Levine and free him from that poverty Bills or Bulls franchise, okay? He's been deep in balling out this season. He's in the MVP conversation, by the way, but no one can talk about it because it's the Chicago Bulls. Somebody, what? Give Daryl Morey about two months. Don't worry. Give Daryl Morey two more months. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, I, I actually like that. I actually like that. Levine oh, to the- I Levine for a minute now. Don't worry, though. Got you. Into the Sixers? Hmm. Interesting. Hey, that is interesting. Space, go ahead. My hot take, it's still go, Pack, go, winning the Super Bowl. The Packers will win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers will get his second ring. And what? you... And you Fucking Tom Brady fans will weep and sob and cry and make excuses. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers wins one more ring, is he the second greatest quarterback all time, or is he? So. Or, or does that bring him up to third? He's 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 top five for sure. He's top yeah. five for sure. I don't know about second, best. but he's top five top right five. now. He's already top five right now, right? Or off no? Talent wise, yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like I feel like if Aaron Rodgers like wins this year, I feel like he's behind Brady. But even then, does it pay Manny still have more rings than him? He only had yeah, two. Brothers. Yeah, I'm glad you yes, said that because literally that's what I CC. That's what I was about to say. I was just gonna say literally. I got Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and then I'm willing to listen to anybody else from third, fourth, and fifth. Honestly, I'm willing to. Honestly, Drew so Brees is better stats than uh, Aaron Rodgers does for his career. You think? Wait, wait, what, 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 what? I'm not saying he's a better quarterback, but I'm saying that uh, Drew Brees is better stats than Aaron Rodgers from a career standpoint. So, so basically, Aaron Rodgers really he. So basically, this will put him at like third through fifth, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't think I'm not putting Aaron Rodgers over Peyton Manning or Tom Brady probably right, ever, dog. I'm right. very biased. Fair enough. Tom Brady is just the gold, so I mean that's just too obvious. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just wanted to ask that because I mean it's it's very it's a, it's a real possibility that Aaron Rodgers is going to win the Super Bowl this year. So 
I kind of wanted to know how y'all felt about where he would be on the list. All right. All right uh, fair enough. So, for my hot sake, let me. Oh my god. I knocked down my mic by accident. <laughs> so worried about this hot take. I have to sell for this. Y'all not gonna like me for this either. But during this coaching search for the Eagles, one of the biggest selling points um, that Jeffrey Laurie keeps telling the oh, candidates that he's been interviewing is that he wants Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this team. Now, I'm a firm believer in that one season does not determine if a player is good or bad for their career. So with that being said, I believe that Carson Wentz will come back next season and he will win the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Wentz <laughs> <laughs> will do that, but not on the Eagles. So that's going to kill that locker room. He'll be doing it on the Broncos because the Broncos will take over. How would how would how would Carson Wentz? Nobody hates Carson Wentz in the locker room. That's that, that's what keeps getting like mis like misconceived. Like nobody on the Eagles hates Carson Wentz. I'm not saying they I'm not I'm not saying they hate him. I'm saying and if, we're not saying they, that if either. They, if they feel like Jalen Hurts gives them a better chance to win, that was so and they're still so rolling with Carson Wentz. That's that was his. Passage. Are y'all not seeing what the real problem is here? The real problem is none of that. The real problem is we're literally about to get PC talking about Carson Wentz for another <laughs> fucking year after seeing what the fuck just happened to this nigga last hey. season and the season before. That. Hey, you no, 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 PC, no. Wait, you no, need to hear this. No, 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 no. Wait. Let me go because wait, 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 Wentz comes back next year and plays like the Carson Wentz that we saw two years ago. Oh, you better believe I'm gonna talk all the shit in the world, bro. I just, I want to strip, dog, PC. I want to take your neck, bro, and I want to choke the shit out of you, bro, because your love for Wentz, dog. The viewers are the the listeners and the viewers are not gonna understand like all of us on the call do, bro. Your love for Wentz, man. The obsession is bad. It's bad. I mean, dude, the dude has been benched now twice. You, there's a twice. there is a fucking twice twice by Nick Foles. He was injured. He was hurt. He was okay, hurt. Well, okay, okay. He was hurt, but okay. Replace. I say replace. Replace. Not bench. Replace. I'm sorry. There's a fucking statue of Nick Foles. Outside of the, do you realize Carson Wentz has to walk past? <laughs> wait, wait. Do you realize Carson Wentz has to walk past that every single day, bro? PC, yes. it's not gonna, it's not gonna work in Philly, bro. You're, you're gonna have to learn to love Wentz from another team. And let me tell you something, Trey or CC, I don't know which one of you motherfuckers. If you motherfuckers say Trey, fucking Wentz to the Broncos to one the Broncos. more fucking time, Wentz <laughs> to the Broncos because you <laughs> niggas aren't getting this. <laughs> When are you going to wake up and smell the fucking car? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Although I hope it doesn't happen, how stupid would y'all feel if Wentz literally did go to the Broncos and we won like 12 games, right? Went to the playoffs. 
Y'all would I would not so I would not care at all. That's the thing. If you're going to talk shit about Wentz, keep the same energy. If he goes to the Broncos, you've been calling them trash, TK. So let me tell you something, PC. Apologize, kiss his ass, do what you do. Wentz to Judy. Let me tell you something. This is the same nigga that said Drew Locke is going to win them 10 games. Y'all got to understand one thing. I do not care for Carson Wentz anywhere else, bro. But if he comes to my Broncos, nigga, I'm going to be I'm going to be talking about Carson Wentz as if I've been a fan my whole life. Carson Wentz will now be my favorite quarterback. He will be the best quarterback in the league. Oh, I'm telling oh, you really? right now, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> if he comes, to, I have to, bro. Like, nigga, I said fucking we were winning 10 games with Drew Locke. Like, nigga. Come on, <laughs> that's how I was before Cam got COVID and then started playing like ass cheap. Trey, I tried to tell you before the beginning. I I remember you niggas told me I was crazy. Oh, well, actually, let's end the show. He started off the season great. He just got sick and then mm-hmm. was ass from that point on. Trey, mm-hmm. what's your heart? That is true. Ever, ever since he got COVID, ever since he got COVID, he and I oh, want to believe that awesome. last season was a fluke. But I'm going over the film, and you're missing easy reads that I could fucking make. Like, come on now. You're missing wide open receivers. You're not making your read at the line of scrimmage. Like, come on. I said, hey, hey. I said what I said. PC. What you said was what I said. Even 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 if it's with even if it's not with the Eagles, I still think he's gonna win comeback player of the year, regardless of what whatever team he's on. That's how much confidence I have in Wentz. So he'll be. If Ben, if ben Roethlisberger was comeback player of the year candidate, I think Carson Wentz can definitely win it. That nigga comes. He's that still nigga only, really... He's only twenty seven. He needs to stay. Yeah, I mean, he needs to stay out the hospital and stay on the goddamn field. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well, he needs to. He needs to get in the film room. He's getting the film room and watch his shit and actually have criticization for his work. Because I'll be honest, like, he played like shit this past year. That's why he got benched in the first place. But, like, he was making so many regressions, like, as a player, you know, all because, like, you don't want to fire your friend who's your QB coach. You know, if, if, if there was ever a time to, like, criticize Carson Wentz, I, I mean, I'll do it now because, you know, when John D. Filippo was his QB coach in 2017, he was the MVP of the league. Then he got hurt. You know, and D. Filippo went to go take a job as OC in Minnesota, and Press Taylor became the QB coach, and he hasn't really been the same ever since. You know, at one point or another, Carson Wentz definitely has to take a hard look in the mirror and think to himself, how can I improve myself? And that is not, you know, on anybody else to, to help improve himself as a player like he has to like criticize himself and improve upon himself and i think that's the one like major thing like if i if i were to criticize once about anything is that he can never he can never like really acknowledge like he he's just like he was asked this past year you know what i mean like oh you're gonna say the right things you're, you're a holy christian boy and you know oh it's this is up to god and god will make it out to be God's not throwing the football on Sundays. 
He sure ain't. <laughs> he sure ain't. That nigga completing more passes to the defense than his own receivers. But <laughs> fuck it. It's true. It's true. So, I mean, I, I still believe in Carson Wentz. I, I definitely still believe he could be a starter for the Eagles. But yeah, man, he he needs. But to, do you to believe in Hurts? Yeah, no, no. Do this, you this, believe this, in Hurts? That's it, the real this question. Is, this is not. This is not like me criticizing Hurts in in any sort of way. Like honestly, Jalen Hurts should have never been Eagle number one. That was a personal. I know you didn't want him from the start. That was a personal pick from the start. We should have never even had Hurts. So the fact that you know he came in and you know I don't want to say saved our season because he didn't you know but like he came in and he gave us like light in like such a dark season. I think that's why well, some people like him now because you know he he came in and he was you know this like dual threat you know amazing quarterback and you know he's he's a he's a black starting quarterback and. You know, I definitely want that more in the league. But would you have been okay? Would you have been okay with Jefferson and Hurts? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Okay. Okay. For sure. Niggas you took know. fucking. I don't know. And again, there were so many issues that go past just the quarterback position this past year. You know that I I don't think that having Jefferson would even matter. You know because mm-hmm. there was obviously internal issues. From, it, uh, it definitely would have helped wins. It definitely would have helped wins. I mean, it would have helped him, but like that offense is like too. That, yeah. This offense this past season was way too broken for even Hurts to to fix. You know what I mean? Like Hurts came in and you know he gave us like sparks like during the games, but like even Hurts, he had a couple of interceptions during the four games they played. Took a lot of sacks too. He was running a lot during most of the time that he was playing. And like that, that goes back to our O line and our O line this past year. You know, I, I think that's essentially where the on field issues started. Our O line before the season started, Andre Dillard and Brandon Brooks were out for the rest of the year, which were huge blows. You know, because Brooks is Brooks is the best you know guard in the league, arguably. Um, so I, I, I really think that you know, with a good head coach. With a great OC, a creative, I should say creative OC, you know, that can not only get Hertz incorporated correctly in the game plan, but can get Miles Sanders more than 20 touches a game. That That's the Eagles team that we need. That's the Eagles team that can win like 9 or 10 or 11 games going into next year. But... That does not start with hiring Josh fucking McDaniels. Jeffrey Laurie needs to realize that. And he won't. I've ran on very much. Let's uh, let's end this show right here. Um, Talking about um, the inauguration coming up this uh, coming Wednesday. Um, Hopefully... Everything goes off without a hitch. Everyone is safe during that uh, ceremony. Um, I'm praying that uh, nothing nothing bad happens during that. Um, but to touch on MLK Day, uh, Martin Luther King. Without Martin Luther King, we don't have a lot of privileges you know, today, 
you know, this microphone that I'm using for this podcast, this laptop that I'm using for this podcast, all of our phones, you know, uh, the fancy stuff that we have in our rooms right now, the roof over our heads, the, you know, shirt and pants that we have on right now, you know, that may not even be possible without the civil rights movement help that MLK administered throughout his time, you know, here on Earth. And we wouldn't have John on the like show either, man. We wouldn't have John on the show either. You know, who knows, who knows what life would have been without Martin Luther King, especially as a black man. Being a black man in America today is hard in itself. Imagine what would have been like 40, 50, 60 years ago during the civil rights era. I, I can't, I can't even fathom what they constantly had to go through on a daily basis. I feel like I feel like a lot don't you ever just want to like put in like perspective like how like privileged our lives have been like not privileged in the sense that you know not 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 in the way that we consider privilege nowadays but like privilege in the fact that like we're still here we, we don't necessarily have to deal with the level of you know active racism and discrimination in our society that a black man or a black woman may have had to deal with in the 60s it's still there of course but i i feel like it's a little bit wired down than what it was and Martin Luther King, his dream was to have black and white, you know, boys and girls hand in hand with each other to to help everyone out. So to live in an equal world, and I think that's just all he wanted ultimately, just to have the world equal. That speaks volumes to me, man. I think if the world was equal just a little bit. Like, all this would be worth it. I feel like life would be worth it. As dark as that sounds, but being being a black man in society today, I thank Martin Luther King for what he did for us. You know, because a lot of um, what we do, you know, in our daily lives, we don't even think about, you know, on a daily basis. But that's what I got. Um, this episode's coming out on Wednesday. <laughs> for everyone wondering. This is how we do our episodes. Uh, we record on Mondays. I edit Tuesdays and comes out Wednesday. But catch us on the episode next week. Next Wednesday. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at WHS underscore podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcasting platforms. And yeah, I'm PC for all of us here at WHS, TK, John, Tolu, uh, CC, Space, Trey, Keith. Thank you all for coming on the show. And stay safe, everyone. Signing out.
DaCosta, if you're looking <laughs> for a receiver for the Lord of, I'm begging you, please. 